And welcome back to Scout Tech, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing the major fence event that is leading up to the wipe in August. Possibly even discuss some potential wipe theories. And we'll close out with a few ending games and maybe a little Tarkov drama, everyone's favorite. Mm. <laughs> So, um, the fence event, did I get that right? I'm, I'm going to be honest, everyone, listeners. I have only seen this through editing, and it was very difficult to decipher what was going on in between trying to splice B-roll to match up with the appropriate quest. So there's a lot, of, a lot of moving parts happening, and a lot of, you know, well, I don't want to say a lot, but people are upset. Perhaps warranted, perhaps unwarranted. I don't know. Exactly. That's kind of for you to decide. It is... It's interesting. Um, I guess, like, this is the whole... This is, this is it, right? This is it. This is all anybody's been thinking about and all anyone has been talking about since the first part of the quest came out. And I can't remember exactly what... When did the first piece get released? I'm sure it was, like, five minutes after we ended our last episode. <laughs> Yeah, probably something like that. Has it really been a week already? I can't. I just can't remember when the I, first part of this task came out. Terror maybe it was, Group Trail maybe it was part like one day. Maybe. I thought that would probably make sense. I guess it's only just Friday today. Yeah. But um, anyway, so Fence appeared. I'm sure everybody knows uh, by now, but Fence appeared with a job and he said, "There's my men found a big cache in the health resort area. The group was not small, but they couldn't take everything. You have to go and find where those dudes have gone because they disappeared. And so the quest line begins with visiting Shoreline and going to, it's basically where, you know, this little convoy truck. So you go between resort and if you're on your way to yes. pass through Lighthouse, there's that convoy truck where you always find some scavs. Yep. That's the place where you have to go and find fences, dudes. And there's just like more dead bodies. I think there's usually like one dead scav or something and a bunch of boxes, but there's like even more dead bodies than before. Which is like, oh, okay. So you, then you go back to you go back to Mr. Fence and you you talk to him about it, and he's like, oh, um, I think there was a, there was some other piece of lore about how. What did he say exactly? Because this next one came from therapy. You have to like, go to like various different traders. This is why it's like kind of hard to remember exactly what happened. So the therapist um, comes to you afterwards and says, ninety percent sure drugs are involved. You have to go and figure out." what is going on and there's like eliminate two weird scavs and find the source of their abnormal behavior so the whole thing is about this stim the obdolbos n which is some kind of like new stim that's been released into the tarkov landscape so you go to find the weird scavs now there are two places for the scavs i'm not sure why but one of them is the same place where you had to go in the first place right which is the, the truck you have to kill two of them they kind of are a little bit like raiders sort of but they wiggle constantly. Um, someone in my chat said it was like watching Shroud play Battlebit. If anyone's seen that clip, which is, <laughs> on, on Twitter, which is pretty funny. funny. Um, but there's actually a bunch on Lighthouse as well. So you can go to the sunken village on Lighthouse and get them there too. This quest kind of become this part becomes important again later, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, so you basically, you go there, you kill two of the scabs, you have to loot them as well and find an Obdobles N on them. I think, and I'm not sure if it's 100%, but it's pretty high chance. I actually... I think I killed one when I first went, found the stim before even getting this quest. So all I had to do was go back, kill two of them. And I had the, the thing in my inventory already to just give it to therapist. 
So once you've done once you've done that, either between I mean I did mine on Lighthouse the kills because it was just easier. Um because it's like more parts after this which make it complicated. Um just to like flash forwards is the goons and Sanitar are hundred percent spawn rate in the village, and that's like kind of close ish to where that where those scabs are spawning. So there's just like people everywhere. I just found it so hard to get in. Like I was doing it late. I started part one and two after the weekend. Cause I think it started maybe over the weekend. Um I got to it. Yeah, that, that must have been it then, because I started it on Monday morning. It must have either been like Sunday morning or something, or Saturday afternoon, something like that, where it began. And so I just like didn't play. And so people were onto kind of the final parts that were released at that point by the time I started. And everyone was just like killing the goons and it was just complete madness around that area, which is why I ended up going to Lighthouse. So then after that, you have to go to, you have to go to the, um, to the lighthouse itself, to the road camp right? and find this laptop. Now, it was, I was like, oh no, is this going to be like, I had like PTSD from like V3 flash drives flat, and the light yeah. thing as well. <laughs> oh my God. Like get you know, 18 out of 20 spawns, uh... text, like three raids. Oh my God. But it turned out that there was, um, there were only a few places it could be. It was not too bad. So, you know, like the two gunners that you kill at the beginning of basically yes. every rogue farming guide mm-hmm. on the left side at the front. Well, it's, it's just in either in the, the portal thing, in the red container, like shipping container, or like one of those around that bit. So, you just have to kill those two guys and maybe the, the machine gunner on building one. Mm-hmm. Hop in, grab the thing, and hop out. I did it at night. It took me one go. I was like, oh, thank God for that because it actually wasn't that hard in the end. Um, and then that's this is where people got onto when I was doing it was you, you had to go and the, disrupt the meeting of the bosses on shoreline, which was down at village, which is actually kind of close ish to the the big sort of convoy truck thing. Right. And you had to go and kill one of the goons who was spawning there every single time or Sanitar. He was also spawning there every time. So it was a meeting between the rogues and Sanitar and his, his cronies, supposedly. Was it either or? Yes, yeah, so you had to kill any oh, okay. of them. Just oh. any oh, of those guys. One. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And this is why I was like, oh, this is actually okay. Cause like kill the weird scavs. Like, yeah, you have to fight lots of players, but like in some ways, fighting players is never unfair, if you know what I mean. Right. That's like, like that's like fair game from quest design perspective. If there's a ton of people congregating on an area, that's just the way it is, right? You either got to wait or battle through at the beginning or be better or not die or rat rat them out or however it is that you want to play, right? But playing against AI sometimes I feel is a bit um a bit stupid. But anyway, the weird scabs were kind of okay. The laptop was not too bad. Um, fighting over that area wasn't too bad. Killing the goons and Salatar, as you say, is not actually terrible. Like, I know some people were really struggling with it, and that's understandable because it is kind of hard, especially if you've never fought them before. You haven't really got a strategy for it beforehand, um, and you're not really sure what to expect. But like, I, when I was going into it, I was like, really, the way I want to do this is they're in the compound somewhere. I want to approach from the water side and kind of move up the hill because the, the worst thing and i actually i suffered from this the first time when i was trying to kill weird scavs if you're even around the truck area right the truck's in a dip and there's a little hill on both sides the mm-hmm. hill closest to the villages is the bigger hill right the big sort of like rocky yeah. kind of hill with the, some bushes on top you get shot by Bert, by bird out there like 100 yeah, percent. like if he's crazy. down in the compounds because it's like you know he has like perfect like you just sat there on the elevation and i got shot by him he Fortunately, didn't kill me. I was quite um, quite lucky. And then I got head-eyed by a scav anyway, so it didn't really matter. But I was like, right, screw that. Like, we're not going on any high ground. We're not coming down from a resort, like nothing like that. We want to come from the water. We want to go like up that little sort of hill line edge bit up to the fence, sneak ourselves in and deal, it, deal with it from there. It wasn't quite how I ended up doing it, but it sort of worked out that way. I did come in eventually from that side, like crept my way around. Um, 
and went through the little fence door and I just like threw a grenade and got them to aggro and have them run at me. So I had like Big Pipe who came running through the door and I shot him with the VSS and then Mr. Sanato came uh, running in afterwards and shot him with the VSS and uh, took their stuff and, and left. But the, the thing about this quest is it would be really mean if you needed to kill more than one, A. It would be really mean if you needed to survive that actual raid, B, which you don't actually need to do. You need to survive a shoreline raid, but it's like delivery for the past or one of those classic quests, right? Where you have to kill any uh, of them and then you have to survive a shoreline raid at some point in the future. Which, I almost hate those. It's like, just, just get rid of that part. Like, yeah. why is it even there? Exactly. It shouldn't be there. They should just not have it there. Unless it's one of those ones where they originally intended it to be, you have to survive the raid, and then it just like doesn't work that way because of the right. way they coded it and they just left it. I don't know. I'd rather it be this way than have to survive, but I'd rather it be deleted than the way it is now, if you know what I mean. So it's yes. kind of like the middle oh, ground option. Right there was. So either which way, it's actually completable that like you can try it as many times as you like. This is And this is where it's good. This is what kind of annoyed me about some of the later parts of this quest. They're there every time. Everyone has a fair shot. Yes, you have to fight off other people. Yes, they are always kind of stupid. But they're there 100% of the time. You get to try it every yeah. single raid. Right. And when you do, you only have to get lucky once. If you kill one of them, any of them, you've basically completed the task. You then just have to survive another shoreline raid and it's finished. Like, it's, it's doable. It is actually doable. And you can throw yourself Perhaps. at it a million times with budget kit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's possible to do. A bit Even tedious, it but... It's maybe a bit tedious, but at least you're you're also trying to do a thing. You're in raid. You're trying to do the task. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's 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 fine. It's fine as far as things go. So after that, then it was the the five bitcoins for mechanic, which was hmm, interesting. Like it, I guess it's like not really much. Of, especially if you've got Bitcoin Farm three and you've been keeping them, right. it still takes you. So these days, it's thirteen hours for a coin. Okay, so you got three. So technically. Oh. Two and a half days, technically. Yeah. And that's if you, were, if you just sold your coin just as the quest started. So I had, because my hideout had been ticking over, I had one already. I had a second one coming. I had two, because I, I had, had a day until I was going to stream the, the following day. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get two more. So I've got four, so I need one. I need one extra. So we went to the streets and found a Bitcoin in one of the respawns there to get the five. But like, it was, I could see how it would be kind of hard for people who didn't have bitcoin farm three because it does take a while you don't necessarily keep bitcoins because they're worth like nearly 400k these days because yeah. of how bitcoin prices them, right? gone back up irl yeah why would you keep them like no one really keeps them anymore <laughs> makes it kind of tricky and so to and to find five is kind of hard right this That's... is one of the problems with these things it's like the it's like the light keeper task we have to find like five of those damned radios right it's not like you have to find one vpx one vertex one blah blah blah, blah. it's like you have to find five so it's like of all the things in the rare loot spawn if it was one of each, then you'd be like, oh, I found a Rolo, I found this, I found this. And then after finding like two or three of each, you'd probably find the last one if you're unlucky. But to find five, you're basically going to find five of all the things on average in that rare loot spawn. And you might get unlucky and then the Bitcoin takes you forever to find. It's like kind of annoying, but there's a barter for it. There was a barter for it. This is why I was like, this is how, how I defended this one. I was like, okay, if you have Bitcoin farm, <laughs> it's not that bad. You can find them in raid. It's not that bad. Like they, they do exist. Some people get unlucky. There is also a barter that you can do. Like, yes, it's expensive, but you can barter for one if you're you know, quick off the mark. And I bought, actually, I did barter for one too. That was it. So I bartered for one, found one, found three. So there's, there's multiple methods. But we started the, the, you know, one step down the slippery slope of quest design on this one. It's just a little, little gatekeepy, but it's, it's okay. A giga. Once you've done that, Mm. You should have been holding on to bitcoins in case an event like this happens. Of course, 
of course. Like, it's why I hold on to all sorts of random useless junk. And people go like, oh, why do you have 30 million? Doesn't matter. I'm just like, well, things like this happen and then you need the money, you know? Like, this is the issue. This is the problem. You just need it. It's like, same thing as well. Like, oh, why do you still, why do you, have you got all your guns and all your grips? It's, like, it's so inefficient. You should be stacking it all. And then, you know, BSG deletes the flea market or whatever and yeah. all the traders. And then everyone's like, oh, no, I can't buy any guns. I can't buy any grips for my guns. They're all, all my meta guns are just bred in my stash and they're all useless. You know, it's just like that kind of thing. That, that's, that's why you hold on to this stuff, the contingency plan. Do I need all of my guns to be perfectly lined up one by five in, you know, 10 thick containers? No, no, you don't need that. You'd like, you want to make sure that you actually got some buffer in case something weird happens because weird things happen in Tarkov. you know what's interesting is that's like a very like true survivalist post post-apocalyptic mindset you know you know like the the bunker mm. bros they got like all the mres you know thousands of canned peaches and you know all this ammunition it's like but uh it's kind of you know because you know i i would just operate on you know selling everything minimum stash phase but it's just kind of yeah. weird because like that's how the game kind of works it's like you just click buttons like you always have it there until you don't mm -hmm. until you suddenly happens. don't right. exactly it very rarely happens that it's like you know so once you've done that then you get on to another okay quest you basically have blueberry quest but for russian gear iuaf gear you know it's the uh, 10 scavs on each map with any russian armed forces equipment it's honestly okay like lots of things count i think the kit du jour that seems to have been um overtaken as one of like the fan favorites in the community is the Redoot M, an armor that I really like and I've liked for a long time um, because it's kind of like the the next down one from like the Zabralo, which is just kind of too heavy, you're always overweight. People who've got like near, near max strength or max strength can run most kits with the Redoot M, I think, and still be underweight. You, you have to, I think it takes like most of the time if you're using a regular assault rifle and the Redoot with a helmet and a bag and whatever, it takes you probably to somewhere in the 29 to 33 kilos region, which um, with max strength, I think you can get up to like 35 or so before you go over, overweight. So at least you start the raid under. Um, so that was honestly fine. Like killing scavs is okay. Like I'm not, there's no problem with that. It just takes a bit of time. You have to do every map other than labs. Um, factory causes me the most problems with that one because you just run into a billion players and half the time you, got, you die when you meet them. Um, other than that, probably Lighthouse, I would say, is more annoying. Just because there's not that many scavs. They're quite spread out. Yeah. I, some I on the road, some up in the villas. There's not that many in the road camp, but then the road camp is kind of annoying. Like there's some in the village, but then part of the village is these weird scabs, right? So people are farming those because I thought, okay, we probably don't want to go there if we don't want to end up in getting M61 from Jupiter. Um, <laughs> probably not what we want. So I ended up finishing, you know, long road that task where you have to kill scabs on the road. I ended up finishing that doing it. Which oh, that's fun. Interesting. Yeah. So you do that. No, no big deal. Like a lot of the other maps, woods, shoreline, whatever, like just clear through it in one go. Ten scavs, boom. Like the, the new scav spawns, or at least like I say new, like new-ish, right? New from maybe last wipe and this one. I mean that you get a lot of scavs on, on shoreline now. You know, there's like ones by the, by the truck, on scav island, in gas station, power station, down by the road. Like road to customs has scavs these days. Like there's, there's quite a few. So it's not that big a deal. Now, part nine. This is what enraged me enough to actually make a video. Oh, really? <laughs> Part nine is stash the items around Tarkov. Doesn't really matter the location. They're relatively fair locations. Whiskey, black MDR, EOTech sights, night vision goggles, which is kind of annoying because you can't put them into a secure container, so that's a bit like... Ugh. 
<laughs> and the SP8 survival machete. Uh. To stash inside the pumping station on factory. Now, this quest has got two parts to it that suck. The first one is that the SP8 survival machete is like, it's a nothing thing. Like, some people in the comments obviously have got, like, oh, I've been carrying it around all wipers. Like, okay, great. But, like, no, there's no They're real prepared, reason to carry this. Yeah, exactly. They're prepared because <laughs> they kept one of every melee item in their stash. Like, even I don't do that, right? And I'm, you know, like, thinking of all the possible, possible you know, things sort of, I don't know. Whatever it is. Anyway, so this thing didn't have a very high spawn chance. It spawns on Rishala and his guards, primarily, previous to this. So people were trying to farm Rishala. I think Willis farmed him for like 10 hours and didn't find it. Rishala's not 100% spawn rate. The machete's not 100% spawn rate on them. So, like, and you have to get there. You have to kill Rishala. You have to farm them all, loot them all. You have to find it. You then have to take it out of raid and not die, all while everyone else is trying to do it, right? So this is awful. So they did change it a little bit, and they made it spawn on scars. Um, I don't know if it was right. spawning on rogues before, but it spawns on rogues now, so you can get it. But clearly, the spawn rate is still extremely low, relatively, to the demand. Because on the flea market, there are no listings. You have to go through the handbook to get the listing up, and spam the flea, and one will appear. Literally, for any money, it'll instantly disappear. Doesn't matter how much you put it up for, instantly disappear. Um, I was of the opinion, and still am of the opinion, that it's not worth your time wasting it trying to find it in raid. Some people were like, you know, I, we cleared out the road camp, you know, six times, and we found two. Um, some people were like, I had to kill 100 scabs, and I found one, and that wasn't too bad. Some people are like, I've been playing for eight hours, and I haven't found one yet, and I've killed like hundreds of scabs, and just haven't found any. Um, some people are saying apparently there's 20 on the fleet at the moment. So, so maybe just now, as the supply and demand like tipped in the favor of actually being able to get one. So hopefully they've, they've, managed, to get it, uh, they've managed to get it right. But originally, it was really, really crappy, right? And when they just are, are not spawning like that, like usually the best way to do it is just to get it on the flea market. Because as we talked about before, right, you can, you can use your time in two ways. You can use your time to go and get cash, or you can use your time to go and get the item. But if the item is purchasable for cash, you're usually better off going to farm your most profitable route and then using that cash to buy the item. That's usually how Tarkov's economy works, unless it's something that's finally made only, like a Tagilla helmet or whatever. So I decided to do it that way. And I guess the issue is, is that you're kind of like writing a blank check. You don't get time to, to look at the price. <laughs> if, you, if, you look at, if you so much as like think about the price, it's already gone. Someone's bought it already. So you're just like, whatever the amount of money in your stash is there, you just have to accept that that might disappear when you do this thing. The other way that you could do, I mean, it doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, you can't really do that. You used to be able to put the cash on your player because that would like take it like out of what could be used to buy stuff. I think it took it actually out of your inventory, like value, okay. if you put it on your guy. But you can't do that anymore because you can right. only hold like 400k or something. Um, so yeah, um, either which way, I'd like spam the flea for a bit. I was trying to do it on stream, but I was distracted. We missed a couple. Um, I did it offline for like five minutes and found one for two bill and, uh, and bought that. The public station key itself is also annoying because, again, it's like they're relatively common, but everyone needed one so they could get in there, blah, blah, blah. I just don't think it's a fun mechanic. I really don't. Like making I these items so what, rare. Camping, like, there's tra no, <laughs> camping fleet. Yeah, market. camping traders. There's no, yeah. there's, there's like other people have said um, while we were talking about it on stream, like maybe make a side quest you know, part A, B or whatever that, you know, you could go and do another thing to go and get it. Like, that's one thing that, that you could do to alleviate the pressure. I think that that would sort be... Sort of like a passive quest, like you're passively working on this larger quest while doing other quests. 
But well, as in just 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 kind of like you know, go and kill ten raiders, and then the, the reward is the machete, something like that. Oh, okay. So then you have the choice: you either like go and farm the normal stuff, you go and do this like special side quest. Maybe make it difficult. I don't know. Or you sit and camp the fleet. I just feel that maybe it's like I think with this spore rate change, it's probably okay now, but um, ish. But previously, it really was the the best and most meta way and fastest way for your time, not to just like waste your life to complete this thing was literally to just like sit on the flea and buy it which yeah in my opinion if that's the best way to get the item the quest design has failed and done wrong you're right yeah i just think it's i just think it's wrong i just think it's completely wrong same thing with the pumping station key too there's like front and back pumping station keys they were also not on the flea i had to like spam the thing a bunch to buy one of mine um so i could go and do it so that was that was pretty annoying um to be honest and i just don't i don't know like it yeah they've increased the spawn rate okay but it's just it just is—it's just like there's so many other ways you can do it that are actually interesting, rather than doing it in this dumb way, right? And it was—it's also just the perception of it. Like, you just compare killing the goons who are always there. You always get a chance. You're strategizing, trying to put a kit together. You know there might be other people. You just have to kill them once. It's fine. Versus, oh, we've changed it so that the spawn there's a spawn rate on scavs now. So you just have to now farm scavs endlessly until you get one. Like, yeah, it just doesn't feel. <sighs> It's tricky. Good. It's tricky because, like, I there's there's some cases where I do like grinding stuff, um, but you need like that very small incremental progression as you're grinding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this, yeah, is I mean, like you, you got even grind. if they did it, it's just like you know, you scabs are now dropping machete fragments. Yeah, you have to put 50 together. To, I mean, obviously, it doesn't fit with the law of Tarkov, but yeah, like, you know what but I if mean? If you got right? like some bonus per fragment, you know, you know, whatever, like 1% faster hideout crafting per fragment, you know what I mean? Stuff like that I don't mind too much because you like feel like you're, you know, you're working towards something and you're like still getting like little rewards along the way. Whereas yeah. this, this is just exactly. like, you just got to keep rolling the dice so you hit the nut. And then. As you were saying, having it like spawn on the goons, for example, like 100% spawn rate, to me that's more interesting because it's like, well, I'd, I'd argue that that, that is kind of like Tarkov in a in a nutshell is like, you load into, you know, the map and there's a resource located here that a lot of people are interested in mm-hmm. also, so you have to fight people. You know, you yeah. Know, I guess you don't have to, but it creates conflict, and that's kind of the. I think that's what made the. Uh, seem like a lot of people really like the shoreline one, um, with the goons and the sanitar, because like I mean, it it kind of sucks because it's a little tedious. It's like you get a bad spawn, you know. It's it's you got to go over there, but it's still kind of interesting because you you know you're like the last one to get there potentially, you know. Um, and then the AI is a little tedious because you got to gamify it but those are minor details the the more important thing is like you know why are people playing it i guess because of roar but it's it's to me it's like i could see that being fun if i was playing it because it's like uh, a a po a new poi has appeared and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's like it's interesting i don't know yeah it's also partly because as somebody rightly pointed out in chat this incremental like you may get it at some point you just have to keep going and it's a pure rng 
that feels even worse when the event is timed. Like everybody knows, oh, like yeah, it's not true. like it's not like Kappa. Like Kappa is kind of okay right. because it's like you have all wipe to do it. If you want to do it, you can slowly work towards it, and that's fine. There's plenty of time. Like some people get Kappa in, you know, a month or whatever. But the rest of the player base can you can spend the next five months working on it. That's that's fine. Whereas this thing, it's just like we don't know when it's going to go. BSG could pull the trigger on the wipe at any moment, and then anyone who's already got it, that's it. No one else can get it anymore. And all of your progress up until now is basically like wasted. Because that's yeah, that because the reason people the reason people are doing it is for the two lines of stash space. Not because it matters particularly, but because it's permanent and it's it lasts forever. So it's like there aren't any single upgrades in Tarkov like that right now. It feels impactful. It makes people want to work for it, which is then obviously it makes people feel bad when they just the fact get part that way it's... through or permanent is probably enough alone in of yeah. itself i wouldn't be doing this otherwise mm -hmm. let me tell you i would not be doing this quest i feel compelled to play i played um <laughs> i played streets last night for two hours on my own <laughs> <laughs> off stream yeah. and you're already um, invested so once you're in you, you, there ain't no back about <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah so the so chat has has, um, I've gone and have a look myself as well. Um, has told me that yeah, there are a bunch of survival machetes now on the fleet. They start at somewhere between five to seven million. So you can just go and They've buy one. Um, they have come down a little bit. Uh, there's not loads. We'll have to see later on whether this stays because like now it's still kind of early-ish. Um, they might go back to zero again. But I mean, there's at least the supply and demand is kind of getting there. We will see. Um, so yeah, so so moving on through the next set, where's my where's my list of stuff gone? Yeah, so once you've done that, then you get on to part ten, which is killing thirty targets around the Lexos car dealership with the VSS. Kind of annoying that it specifies the VSS in particular, but okay, it makes you know the guns kind of expensive. It's kind of annoying for me because, like, I'm not very good with VSS. I've never been that great. It's okay at CQB, but I find shooting people at kind of like medium distance, I just find it really awkward with that gun. Just the the bullet drop, the time of the round, even at like middling distances, I find you have to lead targets. Yeah, uh, it can be awkward. And then the second shot recoil, you know, it's yep. just, it's hard to control a burst um, unless you're really committing to a full auto. Like we've talked at length about the the recoil have we? system. <laughs> no. Well, did we talk about recoils? Nah, I don't think so. Um, but the one thing that I will give them on this is that rather than it being like you have to be, you have to set your foot inside Lexos, <coughs> and they also need to be in the physical building. Like they gave it a really big grace period, so it's, it's a big square all around. Um, Sparge accounts like the shop. Um, it counts all the way to the back of check fifteen. Um, there's like the little bit where you get into check fifteen from the back side. It's not like it's not all the way back. But probably up to the sort of sky bridge ground hmm. entrance bit, like the archway, probably up to there. Um, the main road in front of the dealership counts. The sniper scav didn't actually up on the top bit outside the Pinewood Sparger, bizarrely. But um, <clears throat> anyway, the area is pretty good and construction counts too and, and some of Concordia. So it's that's actually all right. I don't mind that at all. That, that was kind of nice to know. But once you've done that, and another part of the quest appears, which is weird that it doesn't show you this to start with, but um, you then have to place Sanitar's bag on the second floor of the car dealership. So people are already there, farming scabs and stuff. You have to go and like take Sani's bag and place it. It's not as bad as it seems because Sanitar is spawning 100% on shoreline and people are farming it and putting the bag on the fleet. So there are bags on the fleet now. I'm having a look and they're 500k. And when I was first looking at this, I was like, man, these might just disappear like all the other stupid items. 
So I bought one for a mil just in case. So I had at least one. Um, and I had one attempt. But they're now like 500k. It's not too bad. I mean, I guess you might have been able to predict that. Like some people who just are playing the end events just don't, don't really care about doing the task line. I guess are farming the goons and Sanitar and just like selling them, that kind of thing. Um, so you have to place that down. I haven't done that yet. That's like the next bit that I need to do. I've killed the 30 dudes. That's what I spent last night doing, finishing off the 30 scavs. Um, and now I've got to go and place the, the bag. So that, that would finish you off for part um, part 10. Now, this is kind of where the, the quest line like bifurcates into two, interestingly. The second half of the quest line relies on Lightkeeper. But parts 11 and 12 are not required for you if you already unlocked him. So parts 11 and 12 are basically a shortcut to unlocking Lightkeeper if you haven't done it already, which is a cool idea, I will say. Because unlocking Lightkeeper is a bit arduous. You know, it's not as hard as Kappa, but I did it, this wipe, and it takes a while. But you have to do some of the things that you need to do along the way normally. Um, I just like skip back because I didn't actually have to do them. Because it, it is a bit strange the way that it comes through because you basically fail the quest line. And you're like, oh, what happened? But if you've already, you go, oh, actually, hold on. I need a military signal transmitter, military circuit board, insulated piece of plexiglass. Oh, I'm like, oh, this is like getting acquainted. It's the same task. But you fail part, um, part 11 and 12. And then you have to plant a radio repeater, which the mechanic gives you. So it's basically like two of the sort of easier find and place quests in the mechanic quest line. And then you get on to part 13 where, um, you have to go and get this like flash drive on customs that everybody has to do. Everybody has to do it. So yeah, so 11 and 12 basically allows you to shortcut getting to Lightkeeper. Um, part 13, you have to go to customs and get this V4 flash drive, which is up in the streamer room, the green, like the green screen room. Uh, and everyone has to do that. Cause like, so when I was going through my trials and tribulations for getting Lightkeeper, that was the V3 flash drive. And this is the V4 flash drive. I was a bit worried that you'd have to like reflash your, thing with the v4 flash but that turns out not to be the case you just need to go and get it if you've already got it from lightkeeper anyway you get the v4 one you just hand it to the mechanic and then you go and visit lightkeeper directly if you didn't do lightkeeper before you use the v4 flash to um flash the transmitter so that you can get over there you see so the quest kind of allows people in if they okay. didn't get there already which is cool so all of that is just basically like a precursor to getting to lightkeeper if you didn't do it so part 14 is then where it really starts. So part 14 actually is kind of cool because you go to Lightkeeper on the island and he gives you part 14. Now, I know some people have experienced this once you've finished Lightkeeper, but if you didn't, then you basically get to go and get his first quest for this terror group trail part from him, which is kind of neat. Um, and this is the, the next one that's causing consternation, right? So you have to pick up three reagents from the lab. One of them is on the table in the middle of the, I guess, like, lab testing area down by the, the dome there's there's nothing to do you just go and pick it up it's in the middle so you know gary but there's nothing else to do one of them is in the black key card room black room is opened almost every raid it's by far the best labs room because it has stims in there probably worth uh, god knows like i went to do my run i think i've actually still got my stims up um yeah i, I went to go and do my run before and i got uh, two mules, a Augustine, a three BTG, an HF1, an SJ12, and an SJ9 in Black Key Card Room, which is crazy. Um, you know, like mules right now, uh, they're only actually they're only uh, 100k. They were way higher than that before, but even so, even so, it's still probably 600k's worth of stims, 500k's worth of stims, I would say. And the Black Key Card Barter is only like two and a half million, something like that. So you get it back in five raids or or whatever. But 
And so that means black rooms are always pretty much always open. So if you don't have the key for black, you can just wait and somebody will open it almost certainly because it's such a good room. The other one is in green room. Green is not opened as much. Green key card is very rare. Green key card is extremely expensive. A green card, a key card is also non-existent on the flea anymore. There was no way to get green other than buy it off the flea and or find it in raid, which is like just not going to happen for the regular player. So what are your choices? This is kind of where I'm at. I've done the first two. And by the way, this is like the overarching strategy that I've spoken to a few people about who are trying to do it in like the most efficient way. The best way to do it is to go in, do the regular one on the table, do the black room one and extract. Move those items into your quest inventory and go right. back in to try and find the green one. You find, get the green one and then you bring them all back out of your quest inventory, go to Lighthouse. Because you have to, at the end of all of this, right, you have to take these three reagents. You have to survive through Lighthouse and go to Lightkeeper and give them to him in person. So it's kind of scary. It's kind of the way that we thought in-raid traders should work. Like, this is why it's actually kind of cool. I don't mind. But the green keycard thing is annoying. Yeah. There's really two options. Well, I guess there's a couple of options. But the two main options are wait until the end and see if someone's opened it. That's option number one. Option number two is just ask around until you finally find somebody who has one who could open the room for you. Is this really bad? It's not great. I don't personally think it's as bad as the machete thing because the machete one, like, you just have to have it. You can't plant it if you don't have it. And the having it at the beginning was awful. Like, maybe it's better now, as we said. You can buy them on the flea. Like, it is possible now. But green, you can do it without the card. So, like, is it terrible? Like, it's, it's RNG. You're kind of waiting for somebody else to open it. Somebody was talking in my Discord earlier saying they've been in, like, 20 different labs raids and no one's opened it yet. They've waited to the end every single time. And like no one's opened it. Kind of sucks. Yikes. <laughs> so should you have to rely on like going in the Discord and being like, yo, has anyone got green? Like, can you run with me and open the room? Like, I don't think it's the best. It just makes it very, it just makes it very tricky um, to complete on your own without, without it. But like, maybe that's not the intention. I just, I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like it very much. I feel like it should be completable for everybody. Um, and not just be like, you didn't find green and you don't also have just a spare like 50 mil and three hours to sit on the flea spamming the thing. Um, or to go into, you know, 20 raids and like no one opens the room. Like it's just, it's another one of these RNG like, annoyances. Yeah. But it's like, it's nothing really to do with your skill. You can't really do anything about it. You just have to wait for somebody else to open it, either by asking them and going into raid, by waiting and sitting there and chill. Or somehow to find the money up and find one on the flea. But I think now, like, they were rare before, right? But, like, now everyone's looking for one. So anybody who's got over 50 mil will probably just buy one immediately as soon as it's on the flea market. So you're, you're very, very unlikely to get that. This is kind um, of, like, another issue I have is, like, you know, say say you're wanting to go and do the do the thing or whatever. Uh, if you encounter someone on your way to green and you kill them, but you didn't have the green card, but they did. You just hurt yourself unknowingly. And it's not like mm -hmm. you can loot the green from them. So like Exactly. In some ways you're like hyper incentivized to not like shoot, do any combat. Like everyone is. So it's like very counter intuitive to like Tarkov as mm -hmm. a whole to me. Um Yeah, it's very um, weird. I've I've heard reports. There's people who like got their favorite spots. And um, there's been people accidentally fighting in the bathrooms because, like, everyone just wants to hide oh, on that map and wait. so bad to fight. But other people are in there. 
Because yeah, but then like, you go to your hiding spot and someone else is already in there. And you're like, ah! Like, I think some people have managed to group up and chill together, but like yeah. other people just like don't trust each other. And so I've ended up like one guy's like tried to kill the other guy. You have, like, you know, just in case to... he kills you later. So prisoner's yeah. dilemma, you know? Oh, you just have like nothing, absolutely nothing to gain. Like it's... Exactly. You're fighting yeah. just to fight at that point. Yeah. I did actually forget to mention for the Sanitar bag one, this is also another thing. You have to have the closed section key for Lexos as well. So the Sanitar bag bit is not actually too bad because you can buy them on the flea, but you need a rare key to get in there. So the closed section key is also causing problems because it's quite rare. It's not really used for anything, so hardly anyone has one. And you need it to complete that quest and plant the bag down. So again, same thing. You could just wait until the end and go in there and hope that somebody's got it on. But you have to go into raid with the Sanitar bag, which is like 500, 500k rubles, wait through the whole of the streets, get into the Lexos bit where people are farming scavs, go upstairs, someone else has to have opened it, also been doing the planting quest. And then you can go in and do the plant yourself, like if you don't have the key. And if, you, if they haven't done it, then you have to take your Sani bag back out, take it back in again until eventually you do it. Like, you know, I ended up buying, because I was chatting about it with, um, with someone else on Discord, and I was like, man, this is going to be a real problem, actually. And so I was like, let me just let me just check one more time and checked on the flea, did like three refreshes and one appeared for 10 million. I just insta bought it. So I did end up with one of those. But now and I haven't actually planted the thing yet, but at least I can do it myself and I can buy the sanitar bag. Like it's going to cost a bunch of money, but at least I can I can buy it, you know, whereas like this green card thing, it's just like, man. But it's so it's stupid, just, too, because like really painful. There's the green cards aren't even like valuable. Like there's there's not even like I don't even know how many runs you have to do on labs to like make it worth. You know what I mean? I mean I guess green. Like I, I mean guess I don't even know. I guess it's inf like you have infinite uses, but like I I, I I really hate like how it's like it, same thing with the the other key. I mean I don't I, I you know it's like this this rare let's put in a one percent you know point zero zero one percent rare key item that opens up room to a loot that has you know a toolbox and a, you know, a hose spot on the yeah. floor like it's it's so and then and then we're also going to make it a part of a quest where you have to do that it's just i wish they would either just like overhaul how keys work spawn whatever or just like stop doing this quest bullshit because it's 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 literally just like hey you guys are too good at the game we're gonna make you grind for 50 hours go farm jackets or five million rubles and buy this key now you can progress yeah. i hate it so much it's it's like not as egregious as the time the 24 hour cooldown timer um in principle but maybe in practice it's it's <laughs> less egregious if that makes sense because it may take yeah. me longer to grind for something than waiting 24 hours anyways short rant over yeah here. no exactly i mean there have been some people who've just been like well you know these top level things they weren't supposed to be unlocked by everybody i'm just like dude this is a bit different though because like kappa's a thing to just get and you know once you get there you don't need the extra these spaces really but like i feel like this is different you know two permanent rows of stash does it does it matter in the long in the grand scheme of things like not really but it's really a, a thing to push players to play and if people just feel like it's impossible they're not gonna play they're just not gonna play and like that's what you're seeing now and i just think it's such a miss like or just make it make it e make it a bit easier i don't i don't like does it matter that it, oh, it's, oh this is only supposed to be for the you know it's like who cares right just like let more people in let more people in the quests are already hard enough right you have to plant like you have to kill 30 entities on streets you have to kill 10 scavs on every single map you have to 
like grab stuff from labs. You have to plant Sunny's bag in the middle of the hotspot. You have to, you know, do a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's it's not the quest isn't I just, easy. I just think I'm fine if you want to make it challenging. You know, like only the elite of the elite can get in. But like their definition of challenging is, hey, we're gonna put you in a factory and you're gonna pack boxes for five thousand hours. That's you know what I mean. Not like you're gonna design the factory and you know create the yeah. mechanisms. You know. Uh, no, you're just going to be a grunt for five thousand. That's the shitty part for me. Yeah, there's a difference between difficult and challenging. Yeah, right. Like pressing, like having to say that you know the reward is locked behind. You have to press a button once every thirty seconds for twelve hours. That's I could <laughs> the the task is easy, right? But it's quite hard to finish, you know, because it's just it's super boring. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there's just like, it's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, but not challenging, if you know what I mean. And that's the thing. It's like finding a green, or getting in the green room is like difficult, but it's not challenging. It involves a lot of waiting around or asking other people. I mean, maybe they want people to ask people for help on this stuff. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's the idea, but it's just like, yeah, I, it's just. I mean, that's fine, but you could do that in a different system as well. You I know, know, like why? I don't, I think it even gives credence to the whole like this is a streamer event because it when when your challenge is set to grind five hundred hours is that not kind of like catering I don't you know you know it just fits fits easier into those people's lives that you know do play an excessive amount whether yeah, it's their job sure. or even the non streamers right people that play a lot and like you know great for them but it's it's funny about that because like i've i was looking at the comments on the latest we did like a you know how to for like part 10 through 19 or something or whatever Mm. and i was kind of surprised uh there was a fair amount of like negative uh comments in regards to like i'm not playing this or you know this is lame you know like i'm not gonna be able to do this you know I was kind of surprised coming from like Airwings community specifically. Um, I think that's because of the way it was posed, right? Because the video is posed like anybody can do. It. I, I mean, I, I I want to throw no shade on Airwing whatsoever, right? But to pose oh, as saying anybody sure, can do it, sure. But like, I I got the door unlocked by a viewer. I got someone to bring the green card in. Like, it's just like I don't know, man. That's why. That's the reason. Like this, that's just the way that it has be to be done, right? If you want to do it, but it's and it's not Airwing's fault. It's because the quest design sucks, right? And the best way to do it is to get people to help you with the things that you don't have. But for most ordinary individual guys who like play with their group or whatever, like most people don't want to go and on the official Discord with like other people who they don't know and have to try and like beg people to come online and join them, whatever. It is a lot easier for for anybody who has kind of any sort of community to farm that stuff. It's just easier because people are like openly willing to do it them it's just a lot easier so that's i think that's the reason honestly i do think that's why because i do think it is anti-individual players this thing i really do after the machete and like yeah they changed it a bit but all the other stuff lexos closed um machete pumping even the pumping station bit um green card like it's just i don't know absolutely zero chance for people with jobs five bitcoin green labs card this is my third wife i've not seen any labs cards uh, blah, 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 already quit Tarkov. 
It's just for most there's people, this quest is impossible without asking for help yeah. from other people. And a lot of people, well, there's a bunch of people that don't like playing Tarkov that way. Which is fine. I guess that's the thing. You just be like, well, it sucks to suck, right? If you don't like playing Tarkov that way, then you can't complete the event. But I just think fundamentally that's not like, I just don't think that's the message that we should be sending. Like this, this is supposed to be some kind of like cool lore event. Like the fundamentally yeah. the way that this quest works is it's supposed to be you know, finding out a load of stuff about this, like, new truth serum that's being produced. But I guess you could go and read the blurbs and, and that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, like, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's tough annoyed because, me a bit. <laughs> well, it's, it is tough, to be fair, because, like, how do you make it difficult, you know, is one question. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. That, that requires some thinking, right? Come up on the... It also depends on, like... What are you making it difficult for? You make it difficult so that the stream is going to complete it anyway, no matter what you do. Right. So that doesn't really matter. So you kind of then just have to decide, like, do I want, like, how many people do I want to be able to get this? Do I want half the player base to be able to get it? Do I mm. want everybody who got to max trade as this wipe to be able to get it? Like, are they, are they committed enough to be able to do it? Just like, just generally, just broadly speaking. You see, this is the other part. Sorry to cut you off, but I think it's important. Is I feel like the people who are already playing are probably going to keep playing out of the group of, like, there's like the people that are playing are not playing. You do mm. an event, sometimes event bring people back. I feel like that like this is a package you get two free stash lines. Well, not free, but you get two extra stash lines if you do this. That's like a pretty good incentive to get people to come back, but then they see, oh, I need a green e car. Mm. Six big sorry, I anyways, continue. But that's it. It's just like here, come look, we've got this wonderful reward for you. And as soon as uh -huh. you step foot through the door, they smash you in the face with a cricket bat. Just like, ha! You knew coming back would be a mistake. That's <laughs> true, though. Dude, it's like, honestly, that's, that's, that actually sums it up. People are like, oh, you know, the, star, the reward's really good. Like, if it was just like all the, all the bosses on reserve or whatever, just like, whatever, I'll just wait until the next wipe. Like, who, who cares? Yeah. I'm really not that bothered. But this one's just like, come for this special reward. It's permanent. You can get a permanent upgrade. And then, yeah, just F you. It's, as soon as you a... get halfway through as and then it was also drip fed right so it's not like all the quests were open straight away true. So people got like part way through and then it's just like oh now it's impossible like okay it's like it's not impossible right like when I, i'm i'm exaggerating but for a bunch of people it is impossible like i'm gonna find it difficult me i'm gonna find it hard to get there because i'm much more as i've always said i'm much more like the ordinary player than um than most other people who are like streaming full-time just because my priorities are elsewhere right so like i'm either i'm either live online but i'm only on 10 hours a week the weekends are like full of stuff with the family and um the rest of the time i'm spending making youtube stuff so it's yeah i gotta like find the time like i don't know i'm, I'm still taught I'm, I'm probably gonna try and put in as much time as i can to get it because i really do want to do it but like this there's, there's quite a bit more to do right like what part 10 once you get to part 10 and you have to place the bag that like finishes that piece then you get on to part 15, um, where you have, to fin so you have to finish the reagents thing first for Lightkeeper, which I'm also on. This is the green card one. And then you get part 15, where, which is easy. Like there's some, A lot of the other stuff afterwards is actually relatively straightforward. Like you have to go and do it, but it's not necessarily that hard. Go and get two flash drives on woods, um, and what you have to put, place one of them in, the, in labs and give one of them, uh, put one of them down in the USAC terminal lighthouse. And then once you finish that, then you get 16, 17, and 18. 16 is find 10 of Dobbles of Truths, which is the of Dobbles ends, which is kind of annoying because that's, that's the same spot that people are trying to get them for the very first quest, which is 
like I'm not sure I agree with the way that that was designed because like if people are starting it late, like oh maybe I'll give this a try, and then they're trying to find it. People are like having to farm ten up for one of the later bits, and you're just trying to get started, and like you can't even find one. I think that kind of sucks. Um, so that's kind of annoying. That's going to take a while. And then seventeen is just like place a Wi-Fi camera on reserve somewhere. And part eighteen eliminate twenty five raiders again with the RUAF equipment. So that takes a bit of doing, but it's not like not hard hard. Like you still get slow incremental progress, so that's kind of alright. And then the very final piece, eliminate any seven targets during nighttime on shoreline in one raid. But you have to kill, you just kill seven scavs right, on shoreline in one raid. You go to the little lighthouse off the back of pier, you shoot a yellow flare, and then you, and then you extract. Not that, not that bad. Yeah. Really not that bad. So like 16, 17, 18, and 19 aren't gated by any of this crap. I mean, it's just, yeah. Just seems short sighted some like, of this stuff. Nineteen's actually a pretty good example, I think, because um, you know, it's okay, you gotta like strata like you're engaging with it in like a more thoughtful way, right? You're not just pressing a button, like hmm. you said, to like eliminate seven targets during nighttime with shoreline, you gotta think about it, you know, okay, I need my night vision, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. Then you got this like tense moment where you gotta go on top of the lighthouse, shoot the flare, when I'm gonna shoot it, where am I gonna go afterwards? You know what I mean? It's difficult. And like, yeah, there's there's maybe some grindiness to it once you die, you know, you lose a little bit of progression, you gotta start all over again. This is common game design, though, but like the freaking hitting pressing F on loot box five million times and hopes for the spawn is just not engaging, man. It's, yeah, just... I mean I, I will say, like I mean, what's the what is the the threshold for completing this quest realistically? I think it probably is the labs one, right? Well, in terms of levels and player levels, it probably is Peacekeeper 4. I think, I, I think you're really up against it if you haven't complete, if you haven't got to level 37 Why? Peacekeeper. Because you need a black MDR. Oh, and you need to plant it in be, customs earlier on. Oh, it has on. to be the 70... It has to be the black one, uh... 762 one. If you don't have Peacekeeper 4, it makes getting the MDR really hard. True. But if you're not level 37... You're probably not completing it. That's probably where the line gets drawn, I think. Like, you can get night vision from Peacekeeper 3 <sighs> with a barter. It, like, that's possible. I feel like but I have I... a better chance of finding Rashala, killing him, getting a black MDR than I do of ever having hopes of seeing the green key card. Like, yeah, but the green it... key card thing is like, the, the, the thing you're thinking about with the green card is like, I need to be in a raid with someone who has one who opens the door. That's the thing that you're thinking. That's the, the, the ease path to success if you're not going to reach out to the broader community. Yeah, but it's like even even then, like who like I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure. I'm like, where do I? I don't know. It, like, I'd be shocked if any of my pals that are playing has green card. I don't even know if they did it. I'd have to ask. The I don't even know if they're still playing. I have one friend that's like he's a trooper dude. He plays the entire wipe through and through every wipe. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like I kind of have. Sort of like, like, it's not even goals. I have like broad things that I work towards in each wipe, whether that's I'm not going to spend any of my, like, I'm, I'm just going to keep Bitcoins and then sell them all towards the end and just like see whether I can still keep my money afloat. Or this time I was like, I'm going to see how many thick items cases I could get. That was broad, like generally oh, yeah. in the back of my mind, like what I'm doing. And I think I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got five and I'm about to get oh, six. That's fun. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Um, and I enjoy doing that. It's cool. Because that, again, that's incremental progress. Because each each time like you go into raid, you eat, I like, come out of raid. We found like the perfect 
um, min-max path to getting these things because I don't really like farming up a bunch of cash and then just dropping it all on like LEDXs and just buying it. Okay. I don't really find that very interesting. I prefer, even if it's more expensive, actually, I prefer to do the moonshine one because every time you come out of raid, you eat a bit of sugar, you drink a bit of water. Once the waters get to one, you put them in the nutrition unit, make some whiskey. When the sugars Ooh. get to one, you combine them with the super water and make a moonshine in the hideouts. It's like perfect min-maxing. You never need to buy food again. Like, it's just like, the, it flows so nicely. Um, Making me all I just hot and sweaty cool. with that level of min-maxing. I know, it's beautiful. It's so good. Because I was using the the jar of mayo for ages, and then we were talking about it with chat, and someone was just like, you should use sugar. Like, if you're doing the moonshine thing, you should use sugar instead. And I was like, man, you're so right. Yeah, I should use sugar sense. instead. So I switched over to doing that, and then just bottles of water to do the whiskey and then you just need to buy vodkas and vodkas are cheap and you only need 30 i think so it's not really that big a deal um but i've really enjoyed doing that but like i think i feel like now with this quest line it's just like usually back in the day my goal used to be to get all the cards all the labs cards that's used to, that used to be what i ground money for previously <laughs> oh i guess because you buy them right because you just buy them off yeah, the fleet once you get true. a certain amount of money and i was just like it's just nice to have a full set like not that i really play labs that much and not that i really go there to use the cards but it's just a, it's a vanity thing you yeah. know just... assembling exodia yeah exactly <laughs> and then you finally buy red right at the end yeah. or whatever um so it's, it just depends on each wipe but then but this wipe is basically another one of those times where it's just like ugh, you know usually i try to keep one of all the rare items just in case which keep blah, blah, blah. and daily quests kind of come into this as well yeah but it's also shown me that like not getting all the labs cards was another was a mistake you know like because something random appears and labs is important you might need to get in one of the stupid rooms they're gonna do an event giga where it's like the event happens and it calculates your stash and how many items you hoarded and then you get a debuff based off that you're like no i shouldn't have carried any items in my stash should i have a completely empty stash yeah, well, then that, that would throw it all into <laughs> that would throw it all in the air. I don't even know what to do about that. Oh boy. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm about to place Sanitar's bag in the thing in Lexos. I need to go and get the green reagent. I just did like literally just before this. I was doing other stuff and I sat for 25 minutes in labs. I spawned in the sewer. I was like, perfect. So I just sat in the sewer for 25 minutes, hoping no one came to accuse me of extract camping. And uh, I snuck around, grabbed the reagent off the table, and went into Black Room, which was unlooted, bizarrely. Mm. The raid well. seemed completely empty. There were like there were no raiders. None of the buttons were pressed to any of the exits. And uh, I was and all and the rooms that I went to, green was not looted, and neither was black. I might have been in there on my own. I'm not sure. And I spawned in the sewer. I just like sat at the back in the sewer, just like hi. But I went to black and the other one, um, but green wasn't there. So, yeah, I extracted. They're in my quest inventory, safe and secure, so I can somehow get this green thing. I mean, again, if I want the two lines of stash space, if I don't want to drive myself completely crazy, because, like, I don't have infinite time, right? Like, I'm not playing 10 hours a day. You know, now, because I'm, like, slightly worried now that we're heading into the weekend. You know, I had I normally don't play any Tarkov on Friday or Saturday or Sunday. At all. After maybe the first three weeks, four weeks. I don't play any at all on any of those days so it's like if i do do that how long do i have if i have all of next week okay i have monday tuesday and thursday's streaming slots but that's like 10 hours in total like 10 10 and a half hours is that enough to complete all these things like the green card might take me 10 hours on its own <laughs> i mean are you gonna reach out to anyone like i've heard sherpa probably hub has been a i'll probably just ask my community I'll yeah. just ask on Discord. I'll just say, has anyone got green? You can just run it with me and, and do that. 
I, I, it's, it's, it, I think it's the only reasonable way of doing it, honestly. Like, especially after the experience of others saying that they've been in there like multiple raids and no one's got it. Because like, this wipe in particular, people know broadly as a collective consciousness that green room sucks. It's very expensive and right. no one really bothers buying it, except maybe the super, super labs mains. So mm, I think, just think it's unlikely that it'll be open that much. Like, you just have to get kind of lucky. Yeah, which is kind of rubbish because if we only have, and I feel I don't know I feel like maybe we only have a week like the wipes in August supposedly they could be late I think we're, it's either going to be sometime between like now. yeah it's I mean now now that we're so close I think it's either going to be sometime between like the 10th and the 14th or it's going to be at the end of August one or the other like the 30th or the 31st like BSG are going to that Gamescom thing from the 24th to the right. 27th so do they want people away while the wipe's on? Like community, I don't know who will be there, like community people and community managers and stuff, I imagine. But would that be sensible if the wipe happens like a week before? But it could happen on the 10th. You know, the Abdobos stim, Abdobos end stim has like 1008 on it, which could just be a tease. We don't know. Um, the original date from the rating system had 26 days or something, and that went to the 14th of August which they then updated to 40-something days, which ended up being the end of August, but they said, no, who knows whether that points to anything. And then there's that tournament list that they showed, which has three, four tournaments on it. The first two were kind of, I think they've already gone, they were like end of July. And then the fourth tournament was on the 19th. And the third tournament was the White Day Tournament, TBC. So a lot of people read into that as saying, well, it's between tournament two and tournament four, and tournament four is on the 19th. And tournament two is on the 31st of July or whatever. So tournament three, the wipe day tournament, has to come somewhere in that period. So does, is wipe confirmed before the 19th? Maybe. And the Abdobbles Stim says the 10th. And then this event, we had the finale yesterday or the day before. So are they going to give us a week to finish it? And then wipe on the 10th? Who knows? Like, we, we don't know. But that's kind of like, that's kind of where the community's framing. Like, it's either going to be in a week and, or, or a week and a bit. Or maybe at the end of the month, I, I feel. But impossible to know but that puts like you know it's that collective anxiety through everybody including me of like i dude i want to do this but i don't want to have to i don't have to spend all day doing yeah. it i have other stuff to do you know i have I mean, 15,000 children and you know i go to university 60 times a week and uh you know I, but like uh, you know the, the meme aside right like i don't my my livelihood depends on me making videos about Tarkov. It doesn't depend on me actually playing. The right. Game. I, and I have two kids and it is hard. Like I'm not, I, I very much um, sympathize with everybody who, who wants to play, you know, and a lot of people mm -hmm. who are level 50 something or whatever. And it's just like, they did that throughout the, the wipe. Um, and then it's like, okay, you've been given a deadline, but we, you don't know when it is going to be finished. It's just like, oh dude, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't sweat. I mean, yes, it's permanent, but it's just too stash lines. Like, it is, but I, I mean, kind of, I want to do it, you know? Of course, of course. I mean, yeah, sure. Sometimes just doing the thing is what it's really about. Yeah. It was like the Lightkeeper thing. It was just like, I don't care for Kappa. It's not permanent. But I was like, I want to do Lightkeeper the first time it's been available. That next wipe, like, will mm. I do it? I don't know. We'll see kind of what the achievements are after, like, you know, whether whether he gives you stuff or he probably won't in the next wipe because they said it wasn't coming until December, but we'll, we'll see. And maybe I'll do him again, but I'll feel less compelled to do him this time because I've already done him once. So I'm like, okay, I know what that was like. So, you know, that's fine. But then this again, it's like, it's being part of that thing of 
doing something this is the first you know it's the first time we've had permanent rewards like, i want to be part of that you know but i feel like bsg of kind of locking or almost like starting to lock even me out right and like i'm you know probably able to play a bit more than the average person not not much more but a, a little bit or at least i can be flexible and do so if needs be but yeah i don't know it's a bit weird well shall we discuss the old wipe theories yeah i mean i ran through them briefly are there, are there any other wipe theories that i that you're you're aware of <laughs> oh did you talk about the aldavus one yeah the the oh, 1008 that's <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sorry i'm sorry no no that's fine but yeah the the i don't know what what do you, when do you think it's going to be kind of like just look looking from the outside in do you know? Do you have like have any other insights? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I I would probably say the temp, but who knows, dude? Because yeah, they've done the trolling before, so it's it is a Thursday though. You have to remember. Mm, I know, but I don't think they like wiping <laughs> on Thursdays. Like if I go, actually, uh, do I have it up? Uh, maybe I'll have to go and find it. Uh, let me see. I've got a list of like the days. One sec. I've got a start. Where's my starred Google Sheets? I'm using a different browser. So let's have a look. Um, yeah, so I've kind of like noted down each wipe. Let me find it. And the days. There we go. So the Thursday meme came about because... so. As far back as my records go, mm -hmm. which is the 27th of October 2017, that was patch 0.4. That was a Friday. The December after, in you know, three months, because this was back when they did really quick updates. Actually, even two, two months later, they'd wiped in December. After that, April 2018 was a Thursday. July 2018 was a Thursday. November 2018 was a Thursday. Then April 2019 was a Tuesday, October 2019 was a Sunday, and May 2020 was a Thursday, as was December 2020, was also Thursdays. Since then, since December 2020, they haven't wiped on a Thursday ever. It was Wednesday, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. First time for everything. <laughs> so we've had like two years without a Thursday wipe and i don't know whether this was just because they realized that wiping later in the week's a bit of a pain because like things can drag on like you'd imagine just from a, like a business perspective yeah, they'd rather like wipe friday, on a tuesday right or friday a would be sunday really bad. friday would be really bad because it's like they're right into the weekend wednesday's probably okay monday is you know everyone's getting ready for stuff tuesday's probably like the tuesday's tuesday, yeah tuesday's the day for getting stuff done anyway right. in just in the world right like monday everyone's kind of you know sleeping right. and you know the weekends just happen everyone's you know getting ready for real, the real world again. Tuesday, real things happen. Wednesday, people are like, oh, it's hump day, you know, kind of getting towards the end of the week. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, they haven't done one on Thursday for a, a little bit just because some of them, yeah, they, they do run over in terms of, I guess, like, patch problems, I suppose. But uh, we are officially over the longest wipe ever. The longest wipe of all time prior to this was and let me just make sure that the ordering is is correct on this yeah so pat, the, the previous longest patch was patch 12 
which is 214 days. I think that's right. Is that patch 12? Oh, no, maybe it's patch 12.9, actually. Either way, it was 12.6 or 12.9. Um, and we're at 219 days for this wipe. So we're like five days over the longest wipe ever. at 7.3 months. Wouldn't you know? Which will be, I think this is my ninth wipe. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, pretty crazy. So, dude, I don't know, really. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not I really just, sure. Regardless, I hope that, you know, people can get it done in time and that they keep the event going till the very last second the servers go down. I think that's only yeah. fair. I think There's so, kind of yeah. no reason to be like, sorry, we're stopping it, and now we're going to do this other thing. Like, just, just, leave it, just leave it in there. Yeah, I think people could do with two weeks or whatever from now, really, to do it. It would be nice if it was running for a month to the end of the wipe. To the, sorry, running for a couple of more weeks to the end of the month before they wipe. Yeah, I mean, given the circumstances, yeah. I do think the quests, some of the quests are extremely more grindy than others. Yeah, I mean, there are worse quests. This is the thing, like, we've gone through every single one and we've talked about where the pinch points are. And most of them relate to keys and things like that. Like, the quests themselves, Ten of Dobos ends, I'm not really looking forward to. If everybody else is trying to fight over those cracked scavs and trying to loot them, that might be really frustrating. And they have to be found in raid too. Like, the first one didn't need to be found in raid. These ones all now have to be found in raid. So if you die with the of Dobos end, not only does the person who killed you not get it, you also don't get to hand it in. Because presumably it's in their container and their injector case, right? Yeah, will be. Exactly. Which is a bit annoying. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know. Like how many people are gonna get to that part is another question. You know? Because like that is quite late on. That's part seventeen or something. So that's like after the green card bit. It's after the closed section key for Lexos. It's after the machete. It really is a big filter, you know, like a lot of players entered. The machete cut down a load of them, no pun intended. And and then green (laughs) key card and the closed section key just like filtered through, you know. There's just out of the other end, out of the tunnel of Tark- the Tarkov Trail Part 16 or whatever is just like the grizzled, weathered view I mean, left. It's yeah, like uh, if, if you did the machete, especially early on, like you, you might as well go the full distance. Well, in my yeah. opinion, like oh, it's quite early the machete. I don't care who, what kind of streamers chat you got to go in and harass, and you know follow even like i bet someone out there is like bro if you sub i'll i'll take you to labs right now and open that green card <laughs> i can just see it now but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel like you're in, you're at that point once you get the machete you're kind of in, in it to win it maybe yeah sad in chat who is one i've been speaking to about this quite a bit he said like 25 radius also seems to be non-trivial i gotta say I, th- I almost feel like I'd rather... God, it's hard. It's, it's tricky. I almost feel like I'd rather kill 25 raiders than farm 10 of Dolbos End Stims. I don't know. I think it's just something about the fact that like you go there, you kill a raider, you die, you've made progress, you know? Yeah, you get that small progress. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's Even easier. though it is hard, but... Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's easier on the mind. Mm-hmm. I think. And you think of like the chances is just like, oh, you go in and you kill a raider, that's fine. You make progress there. Whereas like if you go in, you kill the scav, no one else is there, 
you loot them, they have an Obdorbus on them, because it's not 100%. You have to take it, then leave, get out the raid, and not die. It's like, that's fine. I think it's just, again, it's the time limit thing. I feel like I can probably do the raiders faster. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, under, you know, misapprehension here, honestly. Like, I could just be wrong. The raiders could end up being a real pain. But, um, I don't know. It's also annoying, though, because it, like, takes you, it's the same thing with a lot of target quests, though, right? It's like, it takes you to the lab a bunch of times, and then it's like, now kill loads of raiders on labs. So you're like, no, I've just been here, like, three times. Like, dude, could I not have been doing that at the same time? <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. Have you heard? And I'm going to approach this topic carefully. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know if I actually want to get into it. Um, but have you heard about the nice guy slash Sons of Soon nuke stuff as of I've recent? Been, I've been very broadly following it. It was something to do with the ARG and the final. The final section from the ARG, they un they find they unlocked like the final branch. I think was the deal. Mm -hmm. I can't remember if it was there. It must have been there. I think it was. I think it was in that section. Did you so. take particular note about it about this? Uh, oh. Well, I, I happened to see a video someone posted in the Scout Talk Discord, and uh, it was a nice kind of video, but it was on his official channel. Like or, I say, his official channel. It was on like his. The nice guy hub channel, not like the nice guy Tarkov channel, which is yeah. Um, I'm not really sure why. I, I I'm not sure either, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just I don't know. It's just very interesting because I thought that the I'm not really sure what to make of it. Like this is the thing I have not been following, you know, like especially the nuke stuff that close. I mean, we had the. The nuke stuff back when Narina was being teased, which turned out yeah. wasn't a nuke stuff, but now it's like it almost feels like there's a bit of retconning going on here, <laughs> and I just don't know what to make of it. Um, or this is the other thing, which like to me is like equally whatever is uh, it's like being misinterpreted as like. This is the nuke thing, you know, because like I, I think you know, there's clearly some. Have you type got the thing of... up? Have you got the the text? Um, I have. I'm on his page, like his Twitter page right now. So like, I'll just read what I'm looking. at. I'm not really. Uh, after two weeks of work, the Sun soon cracked the final ARRS puzzle and revealed what the event would have been—a flea market shutdown compared to all the bosses on the street, free labs, and possibly this hidden terror group stash, which. Might have been what we've been doing all week. It's possible all bosses in the streets and the flea shutdown will happen before Rifle C. Um, that's not actually what is related to what I was talking about. I thought it was. So. <laughs> but that's kind of a side thing. I'd have I'm to sure like. He put it up there. Didn't he put it on? Was it not on his Twitter? Was it only on the actual video? <laughs> I think it was only on the video. I would have to like pull up the video. I thought it was on his Twitter. I really did. But yeah. Maybe it was and he deleted it. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh yes, and as you say, it's on Nice Guy, the channel, as opposed to Nice Guy Tarkov, for mm -hmm. some reason. I don't know why you put it there. Maybe you must have some kind of like specific reason. Maybe it's because it's like less edited. I don't know. So anyway, I found it. It says, 
I think this, so this was the, oh no, sorry. This is the last part of Terror Group Trail. That's what it is. Right. So if you finish all of it and you finish part 19, the finale, because the actual BSG account have been tweeting as well, by the way. The BSG, after the very first one, they only tweeted after the second one, I think, but they tweeted part two, break in, part three, intrigue, part four, sabotage, part five, execution, part six, finale. But there was actually another one, which is weird. They actually posted like part six, daybreak, deleted it, and then reposted finale. It's kind of weird. So whether that's just a mistake, was there something else going on? Are there like multiple quest lines here that we're not aware of? Not really sure. Either which way, it says, and this is what Fence tells the player, because the last quest, part 19, is from Fence. He says, the clients got what they wanted, and I got what I wanted. Now the most important thing is that everybody, uh, sorry, the most important thing is that everything these people got was fake, a decoy. The real data from the laptop is still on Tarkov's territory. This is way more global than any of us realized. I promise to tell you exactly what my men found in Sandhill's stash where it all began. They found components and documentation for a bomb capable of incinerating entire cities' worth of electronics. The data from the cache is old, and it looks like the actual prototype has already been used. My guess is that the entire conflict in Tarkov was created artificially as a testing ground for this device. Everything that happens in Tarkov is just the beginning of something bigger, but that's just my guess. The truth is beyond comprehension for now. And that's the... It's a screenshot from the video on Nice Guy's main channel. It's not Nice Guy Tarkov, just Nice Guy itself. His latest video called Tarkov is or Tarkov getting nuked. Now, the only things that I can take from this is it seems like the prototype has already been used. Maybe that's the original blue flame that starts the whole mm-hmm. Tarkov thing in the first place. That's all I know um, or can think about really with it. But yeah, it's weird because this whole like nuke thing did get a crazy fever pitch in the community at the time. And then now it's come back. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what to think about it, really. There's a comment that's got me cracking up. It's earlier when you were talking. They said, it's Fensenheimer. <laughs> like Oppenheimer. It's the Oppenheimer Tarkov crossover we always wanted. Oh, my God. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it'll come to something when we all least expect it. You know, BSG is the kind of group that if everyone's going crazy, they're actually probably less likely to do it. Whereas to like tease something and then nice guy's like, oh! and everyone's just like, yeah, nice guy. All right. And that's the time I think BSG may actually go and do something, which is quite funny. You know, they, they like taking the community by surprise. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I'm not looking into any, it any more than this, I don't think. But eh, it's interesting that they've made some reference to it. Yeah, well, see, I just can't, I mean, yeah, I don't know, it's just weird, because I don't know if they're re- referencing, I don't know if BSG is, like, okay, this this is the hypothetical, right? Nice guy comes up with this nuke theory, right? Turns out that's not the case. BSG looks at this and like, huh, that's actually a good idea. Let's take that and, like, retroactively fit it in later. That's, like, scenario one, right? Scenario two is, like, this is completely unrelated, this is just, like, setting up the, the prelude to the how the Tarkov came about. You know, it's sort of like teasing the 1.0 storyline. Mm. And then you got the Sons of Tuna over here and be like, it's the nuke! It's the nuke! Because there's this like whole thing about nukes creates like a EMP effect, which I'm not really, I'm not too sure about. I don't know. I mean, I know like electrons and neutrons flying, whatever. Go watch Oppenheimer. Anyways, the point is... <laughs> I don't know. There might there might be some credence there. I I I don't know. I'm not the person to know these things, but it's just I don't know. I just 
I don't know what about it that's like just off-putting for me. If it's like this whole like retconning thing, or if it's like getting a little too like real, like conspiracy theory territory. But it's like it's a video game, so it's like fine. But it's still kind of just like irritating on some level. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I was just curious if how much you were up to speed or if you were even up to speed on the old nuke well, stuff. The thing about it is that we haven't really heard anything since when it was all crazy last time and then there was this big trailer and everyone was like, uh, oh, it's Arena. Um, and it was just like really weird. Since then, no one's really said anything. This is the first time that we've seen... I think that's why Nice Guy's so surprised about this because this is the first time that we've seen any reference to it since then. There's been no other hints. No one's spoken about it as far as I can tell. Maybe Sunset Soon have carried on with their stuff, but I think like a lot of people, including those guys, like shelved it after that, just being like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and this is the first time there's like a direct reference to it that's new in the lore. And I, you know, I like the lore stuff. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that you would think that I'd be up on it, but I don't think there's really anything to be up on. I just don't think this, this is the first thing I believe that even references it since all of the random clues they were trying to read into previously. But and is it, what is it referencing? Is my question to you. It's supposed to reference the start of the Tarkov conflict. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. It's like the original Tarkov conflict was started off by... Because I haven't actually read the books. There's um, Dan Exeter has read the books. There's people who know a bit more about the mm-hmm. backstory and about this like blue flame thing, which is this EMP device, which, as per Fence's message, it sounds like it was already... The prototype was already used once, which, yeah, may be the, um, the thing that's engulfed Tarkov into the problems that it was... That it's in, right? Um, this EMP destroyed all electronics and whatever, so it kind of brought the, the region into chaos. But uh, I don't know much more of the backstory other than that and how that really links to Terror Group, because um, that's a, that's a cult okay. thing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, I, guess, I guess my... Based off what you said, it seems as if, and maybe I'm getting this wrong, but it seems as if Nice Guy is interpreting... Or the way he's presented it, it's like, guys... Like, he opens up the videos like, guys, the nuke is real. And it's like, there's, like, some... I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just, like, way off base here. But it's just it's just really weird to me. It's like, uh... It's like, uh, you know, guys, I was right the whole time. The nuke was real. See? I don't know. It's just well, the weird. Thing is, the thing is, like, nice guy... <laughs> I think him and the others who were involved in that dropped it on the basis of it fizzling out as opposed to it not being anything right. Because like Nice Guy at the time was just like, it is very, it's very clear the links between what they've said, various nuclear weapons that do exist in real life and, and, and stuff like this, right? They were like, there's, there's too many things to be a coincidence. And, but then nothing happened. So they were like, well, like you can't like you can't carry on talking about it, right? If there's there's nothing else to it. Mm-hmm. And that's that. So I I'm pretty sure that he probably was convinced still that it was a thing. And if you asked him, he probably would say, Yeah, I reckon there's still something going on in the background. I'm I reckon. And so then when this thing's reappeared, he's just like, Okay, so they are still, you know, interested in like giving us teasers or clues about this nuke thing. I reckon he probably still held the opinion that it was relevant to the storyline. I, I think he just he just stopped talking about it because BSG stopped talking about it is the way that I interpret that. Um, you can't just yeah you can't spend six months conspiracy theorying when 
there's nothing to feed on, right? Like BSG mm-hmm. didn't give anything else away, and that was that. So that that that's how I see it. Yeah, perhaps I misunderstood the original Nuke Origins because I, I, you know, in my mind, it seemed like there was going to be a, a nuke coming to Tarkov. Like, you know, that's how they thought they were going to wipe the game. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now it's starting to come back to me. Yeah. Because I remember. <laughs> I just, yeah. They copied yeah. Fortnite. Cringe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but what's to come interesting back to me. is that we talked about Fortnite back in the day. If you remember, yeah, I do remember about that. about how they have these like end of season events and it's like super cool and no one knows what's going to happen next. Like it's this global storyline that everyone's involved with. It's really sick. Like it's, it's it's awesome. You know, we've come a long way since then. Like Taco back then didn't do anything. Like I even made yeah. that stupid video which um, was about like adding some like law thing to like reason stupid. why stuff happens. I liked it. But... See, it wasn't stupid. <laughs> the self-depreciating UK, you know, style coming out there. But uh, it felt, I think it's because it felt kind of bad to me. I, I knew it could have been better. Mm. Um, but it was like the best that I could do at the time. I think that's why I've always just like, oh. But it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. But either, either which way, either which way. We've come a long way. And they have actually put a lot more effort into some of the law stuff. And especially with this, right? This is the best that we've seen so far it had, it had the potential to be the best end of wipe event like end of wipe events with a big long quest line filled with lore should be accessible to more people yeah in my opinion the reward is like participation and like engaging yeah. with the with the lore and game yeah. and yeah i think that the goal of this should be like keep kappa and all the other stuff like yeah you have to be really dedicated and whatever but an end of wipe event Regardless of what the reward is, I think it, the goal should be maximizing the player base engagement and enjoyment of the game at the end before mm. we get head into a new season. That's the way that I see it. And I think that's why Dude. I think it's a bit of a miss. Could you imagine they do an in a white vent, nuke goes down, wipe happens, servers go up, go down, servers come back up, and now there's like radiations of feature in the game. It's like a, that's how they introduce the mechanic. And there's so like cool. this big leading up storyline to it for pre wipe. That, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. But it's cringe because mm-hmm. that's copying Fortnite, and we don't like Fortnite because that's cringe. <laughs> ah, damn it! Yeah, we've now we've come a long way. I think it's it's good, and it's it, these things are easier said than done, too, right? Because they've got to like do the stuff they got to do, and do all the the patch stuff, the wipe stuff, whatever, and, and link it in interestingly into the law. Like it's not easy, but if they want to be top tier, then they kind of have to do it. Um, in my opinion, but uh, yeah, I just I I do I just wish that this is a, was the event was a little bit more inclusive of of more players, and you could make it just as interesting. I think like the most of it is fine. This is the thing that annoys me as well. I think most of it is fine. You could get rid of the irritating gatekeepy key sections and leave everything yeah, else as is, and it'd be pretty so. good. It'd be a pretty good event. Like the event doesn't need to be gate kept behind green keycard. It it really doesn't. It doesn't add anything to the event at all, other than just piss people off honestly and like yeah it's doable right if there's two different ways of looking at it you can look at it from the player's perspective what's the optimum what this is the system whatever i'm just going to get through it the best way to do that is probably just to yeah go and speak to your whoever you know try and go and get the green card da, da, da. from the other's perspective being critical of the event and being you know from a quest design perspective it yeah it's, it definitely could be tweaked and be significantly better and more enjoyable for more people which i think should yeah i think that should be their goal i don't think like it's not a the end of white reward 
shouldn't just be like, oh, well, we want to make this one really, really hard as well, so that only a fraction of the player base can get it. Like, that's not that's not really the point of end of wipe events. Like, if you didn't want to do that, don't put the two lines of stash behind this. Then put it yeah, somewhere else. Give, I, give it to something else. I don't know. I think they just went a little too harsh in one direction because I can yeah. totally see some people being like, oh snap. Let me play Tarkov because they're going to give me two free stash to complete this thing. And this is only like a limited time. Like FOMO, man, is real. But then they get into it and it's like, oh shit, I didn't realize I have to play 50 hours pressing F on, you know, loot boxes or scabs or whatever. So I think yeah. that they just crank, fix some of that stuff, you know. It's definitely an yep. improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I've been vocal about it because I want them to know, you know, I want them to know how I feel about it because I feel like. I'm representing a lot of people um, and how they feel about it mm -hmm. as well. And that it doesn't need to be this way. There's no need for it to be this way. Like, there's just a ton of comments on my thing just being like, well, these things should only be achievable for that. It's like, but why? Freaking why? Why? Why do, you, why do you want to do that? Like, yeah, there's some stuff in the game that should be like that. But not this. Doesn't, there's no need for it to just be super hard. Like, everything doesn't need to be super hard in the game. Like, people can achieve nice things in the game. That are permanent and make them feel good about themselves. But it's a like, hardcore can do that. game. game. Oh, I know, I know. People, <laughs> some people are so hung up on the fact that it's hard and hardcore, and like, yeah. only the most hardcore can get the hardcore <laughs> rewards, the hardcore permanent reward. I just think they need to chill out and and just let more people enjoy themselves. You still have to put a ton of work in. It's not like it's easy. Mm -hmm. it's not like you just you know extract from customs ten times and you get two slots of you know two extra right. rows. Like it's, you have to do a bunch of stuff. But just take out the bullshit that stops people from progressing because it's a bit like um a bit like another game, right? Like in single player games, if you reach a certain section, like uh, I think Witcher Two, when I played Witcher Two all the way through, there's a part where you meet like one of the big fighter baddies, and there's one particular scene that's like really really difficult, and it's it's like it's let's let's put it this way, like Witcher Two is quite hard anyway as a game. It's like very out out of the usual spectrum right you kind of expect a certain difficulty when you're playing game through and it there's a huge spike at that point and it takes ages to get through it and that nearly put me off playing any more of it because i was like oh man like i'm now not enjoying myself you know i, I enjoy the challenge but when you're suddenly hit with a brick wall you just mm -hmm. think oh god is this really worth it you know when you're just in flow you're just kind of going with it you're just going with it seeing where it goes seeing where it goes and you're making progress it's psychology as much as anything else but as soon as you're hit with a brick wall and you're like i'm not making any progress I don't really see how to get through this. The way that I can get through this, like I don't, you know, I don't really want to use, I don't really want to do that, do it that way because it just feels kind of lame. You think, man, maybe we'll go touch some grass instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't have much more to say, dude. I think that's it. I think that's it. So, what's next? Um. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about this game, right? Star yes. Siege. Dead Zone. Okay. Now, some people may be familiar with the name Star Siege. Um, apparently, there's this game called Star Siege Tribes, and I remember playing it. Uh, I, like, the name Tribes really rings a bell, but uh, I didn't realize Star Siege Tribes was a, um, you know, a, a predecessor or a pre-name, whatever. Um, Really cool game. It's like basically like Halo, except like skis. Yeah, everyone in chat saying tribes. Yes, it's like skis, Halo, capture flag. I remember playing it when I was a youngster. It was a lot of fun. Um, 
So th- I believe this is from the same IP, but I'm not sure about the devs, the studios involved, whatever. But this mm-hmm. game, Star Siege Dead Zone, is another extraction shooter. Let's go. You guys love extraction shooters, right? So <laughs> this one's interesting. I played it, I probably got about 20 hours in it. Let's see if I can. Uh, that's interesting because people yeah, in my chat hours. keep asking me about it. So uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts without having to actually go and play it because I'm too busy getting two lines of stash space. <laughs> well, um, it is essentially dark and darker, but Space Marine mm. and secure containers. <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> the gist of it. Um, I mean, I like Space Marine. Yeah. I like Dark and Darker. Yeah, it's it's very close to Dark and Darker. So you have your, you know, your dungeon, your your space station. You got different little rooms are connected. I'm not sh- you know, I, I'm assuming the map is fixed. I don't think there's any like procedural mm-hmm. generation of, you know, randomizing parts of the map. I don't think that's the case, but I could be wrong, but you know, it's very dark and darker like. You got the ring that closes in. And this one's kind of cool because the space station you know, gets destroyed essentially. Oh, right. so like you are exposed to outer space, and like if the floor, as the ring closes, the floor falls beneath you, you just fall into space and die. So you really gotta make sure you're moving with the ring. Um, and your extracts are little like space pods that just like emerge from the ground instead of like portals. They're just like, but like I swear they just like took dark and darker to just copy that so many aspects of. You're gonna have to watch out for Nexon. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke, right? Um what else? So obviously you got guns, you know, gun combat. Uh you got AI, which is called Cybrids. Not cyborgs, cybrids, cybirds maybe. I'm not but anyways, they're essentially robots, you know, whatever. There's loot. Uh there's um you know, you got tier loot, green, whatever, blah blah blah. So a couple interesting things that set it apart. So one you you have a secure, t- secure container, which you don't have in Dark and Darker, so it's a little different, uh, I suppose. Still very extraction-y shooter, but whatever. Um, you don't have a class. Uh, you sort of have like a generic Space Marine guy. However, your armor system is very different, so you can't loot armor off players. It's like bound oh, to you. Right. That's what I thought. Um, and you start out with like no armor and you buy it from the traders and you buy the gray armor, the starter armor, and it just gives you more health, more shields. You right. have like a you know, you heal your health with the health pack, you heal your shields with a shield back. It's basically two HP bars. Shield goes down, then you start taking health damage. Pretty simple. Where it gets interesting is once you go up to the next tier to green. And green is where you start getting your first what's called masteries. So not only do you get more HP or more shields per, there's like six different slots for these armors, but now you get a mastery point and it's random each time you acquire an armor point and your mastery could be like agility, for example. And right. you sort of do you like, pick it? no, it's random. You get a, you on, randomly, the, on, on the armor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you like, I don't think you can loot armor. I think it's exclusively you buy it from the traders. See, when you buy it, it rolls random. Like, the range of how much it protects you is, like, how much HP and armor 
you get is random mm-hmm. and also the actual mastery you get is random so let's say okay. there's there's like eight different masteries like acoustics recon cybrid uh, hacker you know medic but whatever right. uh let's once you get two in the same category let's say i got two agility you get your first like mastery like one agility does nothing for you but once you get two then you get something and then once you get four mm. you get something and once you get six you get something within that okay mastery right so and i think you have like up to six different slots to fill so you could potentially if you're lucky enough you could roll each one of your armors and get agility as that mastery for each armor slot to have a total of six so you get the the level two perk, the level four perk, you know, four points or whatever, and six points. And like, you know, two two agility is like you I think when you take damage you move twenty percent faster and uh four is like you just get like a flat fifteen percent movement speed bonus. Um different things like this, and then six mm-hmm. does something with a skill. So it's Sticking on armors for a second. It's interesting because, as I said, you can't loot your armors. Like, you can't lose it. So there's, like, this real, like, power curve you start getting once you start getting those masteries and and your character becomes stronger. And it's kind of neat because you're, like, incentivized to, like, keep rolling to get masteries to stack up to a particular build you want to do. Like, for example, I had, like, one where it was, like, I had two points of medic, which allowed me to heal my health faster like use my mm-hmm. health regen faster and maybe i had like two and like uh we'll just say agility so like when i got shot i moved faster so there was an interesting thing where it's like oh i know i have two medic uh points so i know like i'm taking damage i can get heal faster than this guy can you know but it's even more interesting because he doesn't he doesn't know that you know like a darker darker i mm. see the guy's a rogue i know like what abilities he could have yeah. Where it's like everyone's a generic space marine and it's like I don't know what thing masteries they have. So it's uh, you know, that's just uh, something to note, I think. But uh So anyways, the way they kind of fix this like power creep you have where, you know, you can see a scenario cuz as you go up to like purple and exotic and whatever, you get like multiple masteries. Like I think you get up to 3. So you could have like tons of different masteries all the way up to six points and get all these bonuses yeah. like you wouldn't want to be a guy coming in with like zero masteries against this guy that has all these bonuses so they have it section where it's like only green armor or like this level like they, they've changed it because it's i think it's technically an early access maybe they just launched i don't really know what's going on i'm not following it super closely but is it free it is free it's free to play hmm. um the other part that they have is you have abilities and again it's you know you as you progress you unlock more abilities there's like a teleporting one that i actually really like you can basically teleport kind of like in i think it's very similar to uh blink and um god what is that game called dishonored it kind of works if, for those of you who are familiar with that it works very similar to that and uh you know there's different ones like a dome shield invisibility you know it's so it's 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 kind mm-hmm. of fun because you you get into these situations where you know they're using their abilities you're using their abilities because you can go in solos or you can go a squad and match up with random teammates 
And they did a very good job at adding Voight. There's Voight built into the game, like, thankfully, because, man, there's, it's just sometimes, like, God, I really wanted to talk with them. So I was surprised by that. And uh, it's, it's been pretty fun. I mean, it's, I've not played it too much recently, but uh, wouldn't mind trying again because they just wiped with the season. And yeah, I was playing Remnant 2 with some friends because they all had it. I was like, okay, fine, I'll buy it and we'll play and whatnot. But, uh, the other um, part that I mentioned was there's two two gun slots, I guess. One's called right. Kinetic, and one's <clears> called <throat> Energy. And essentially, the Kinetic ones are like the PvP guns, or like your, you know, they fire bullets. And then <clears> the Energy ones, they fire like plasma bullets, I guess. I don't know. But the interesting part is the speed at which those plasma rounds travel is like super slow gig like i can't stress how slow it is like you have to lead like there'll be like there's like this little like eye flying you know cyborg thing that's just like floating shooting little you know stuff at me and i have to lead so much ahead to like get it to hit where he's at like it i can't stress how slow it that's uh, so it is. But <laughs> the the thing about the energy rounds is that you or the energy weapons is that they do more damage to to the AI. So you have like your right. PvP gun, you have like your AI gun, but you can use the AI gun against players. But because it moves so slow, like it's not optimal. Which is I can I feel like it's very intentional because there's a lot of complaints around it. But I think it's very intentional because it kind of makes the AI more challenging even though the ai is like already not challenging to be in with you know they're just like kind of mm. like intruder alert and they'll just like run at you with an axe and you just like oh, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. you know it's just it's very pretty pretty basic you know uh but um yeah it's it's kind of nice if you like dark and darker like if you love dark and darker you should give this game a try i would say Sounds kind of cool. Like the the fact that you've got I don't know, like Dark and Darker is is interesting, but it's also its own very specific thing. Like Dark and Darker can be quite oppressive at times and not necessarily feel that dynamic. I think in some circumstances, at least that was how it felt to me as just not being very good. Like I've seen some of the the plays that people have done. It's just like yeah, losing people in dark corners and like you know charging up oh. an attack and then like leaping on people and stuff which is yeah. nice but like in this it sounds because it's because it's shooting it's like it's just a bit different mm-hmm. what were you gonna say uh, i was gonna say yeah light lighting is really important i forgot to mention that i mean it's literally a dark and darker uh yeah, so it's corners are completely black yes yeah, so you got a flashlight you can shoot lights yeah classic yeah it's interesting the use of of light in, in those in those kind of games but like yeah to be in that kind of game where you've also got abilities as well mm-hmm. and these kind of perks so so how does it so how does it work then so you can only buy like armor and stuff from the traders but if you die you lose your stuff not your armor though you, you don't lose your that. armor yeah it can't be oh. looted it's like your permanent progression mm. so what what do you loot then like what do you lose their when guns you die and whatever's in their backpack because you okay. loot you loot uh you loot valuables and you know ammo, consumables, crafting components, and you take that stuff back and you put it in your stash, and then you either craft stuff or you sell stuff and then buy stuff. Kind of like you can loot mm-hmm. weapons. I mean, you do loot weapons. Um, I haven't seen any armor parts looted. I'm pretty sure it's not a thing. But uh, yeah, 
that's kind of interesting. It's like you try to bridge the gap between a normal RPG where you slowly mm-hmm. gear up and do a build and the extraction shooter genre, which is great, but suffers from the fact that because nothing is permanent, you can't really make builds unless you have a way to systematically create the same thing over and over and over again from the traders. Like, yeah, you lose it and it becomes a monetary thing rather than right. building more dynamically. It almost reminds me a little bit of some of the roguelike type games. There's mm-hmm, a, a mm-hmm. one that I played called... Um, I put, yeah, if you, if you keep it, though, maybe it's not really the same. I was thinking about um, a, this thing called Dungeon... Oh, what the hell is it called? Dungeon? Dungeon Siege? Dungeon... It's, it's some kind of like weird dungeon crawler roguelike thing that I played on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, Pixel Dungeon, that was it. That was the name of it. And I think I might, might have mentioned it like ages ago when we were talking about roguelikes and things like a long time ago. But that was sort of like you had to just kind of like build a build as you went along. You know, each run was its own run. Once you died, you died. If you finished the game, you finished the game and start again. I almost would... It would almost be interesting to see a game able to do something like that through the course of some kind of extraction shooter you'd kind of like maybe you'd have your i don't know like i've been thinking about this for a bit it's like have your power it's a, i guess it's a little bit like a battle royale i'm sort of like my, my brain's all over the place here on this but it's, it's like okay. you know you start off low and then you as you go through you kind of like gain power um but like on a slightly more longer term scale than like each round is its own round PUBG style but more like dungeon crawlery like you start with nothing and you get this thing and you go, oh, okay, well, this has got you know, this type of damage or this type of thing or that perk or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, oh, well, then maybe I need to combine it with this thing. Because that's what was really fun about a lot of these like roguelike type of games like Fast and Light or yeah, Pixel Dungeon or like, any of these kind of things. Even, even stuff like Slay the Spire because you're just like trying to deal with what happens as you go. And you're like right. trying to pick stuff that's going to complement your loadout, not knowing what, yeah. you're, what you're going to get in the future. And you might have a build in mind, but then you just don't get the RNG for it or something right. appears, which is like quite rare. You're like, oh, really now like I can, that that's well. insane. And maybe I can turn into this. That's what makes it really like super replayable a lot of the time mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that, I thought originally when you were talking about it, that it sounded a little bit like that, but it seems with permanent armor, I guess that's like less so because you can kind of just like settle on one arm and then just use that forever, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, there's a, it's interesting because there's like a, I feel like there is incentive to keep playing because you want to like keep rolling your armor um, to get the masteries, the right masteries in the right spots you want for your mm. bill that you're going for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, great. I went from green to blue and like, technically I'm stronger. Like I got more HP and shields, but my masteries all over the place because I just took whatever they randomly gave me. So now I have to spend time buying more armor to like keep rolling to get it's like oh okay great I got I got the masteries I wanted but this is a lower roll on the shields and eight and HP yeah but the the I guess the the eventually that can only go for so long because once you get into like the legendary stuff you're kind of just like done at that point right mm. you know but uh, th- yeah, I have, you've kind of like got your build or whatever yeah I guess might... you could have multiple sets depending on if you want to do different things so you could buy multiple armors I'm assuming and hold them you want to do yeah, oh i want more yeah. with agility this time i want more yeah, with medic absolutely. or whatever for different things yeah so so there is that and it's kind of interesting yeah it is i feel like there's something there and even what you were talking about I could see something being there because i do love that whole like process of you know oh it's like i it gave the game gave me this and this i could like try to like 
work this into a build. It's like, you know, you may have an idea of a build you're going for, and then the game decided differently, and now you just found this cool new thing that you never really thought of, but because it gave you these different mechanics and how they interact, it's like, got some crazy build. Just fun. Yeah, it'd be like, I don't know, you, you go into, say you've got like, I don't know, it's like, I mean, this is just come total brainstorming, yeah. just like, you know, armchair game dev for a second. Say like you, you go into <laughs> this, uh, into, into this space station and you've mm-hmm. got like each raid, you've got, you know, five sort of like energy slots that depend upon the spacecraft, right? So you can't, you can't put anything in them. But as you go around that, like, you can pick up different things and they'll like augment you in a different way. But when you leave, like they're gone because they depend on like the space station's en- the energy source or something. You know, you tie mm. it into the law so that you can't take it away with you, but it's like stuff in raids. So you're incentivized to like go and find some things and create some build while you're in raid. That's you're cool. like, oh, I found this one this time. You know, maybe some of them are but some of the stuff that I quite like in RPGs is things like, you know, better chance of finding XYZ thing, but you don't get a combat. You know, you're like sacrificing that for it's like magic find. Like Diablo 2 had this huge concept of magic find, and I don't know if that's still the same in the later ones. I think Diablo 3 had that too. Not sure about four, maybe, maybe I'm not sure, but it like if messed with your RNG on finding items of different values, right? Um, but taking those stats usually means that you're sacrificing, right? Like, uh, you know, combat potential, right? In another, in another way, so you'd kind of have like two sets of armies, you'd have like a magic find set, you go around with like 400% magic find to try and like find rare runes or whatever, like. You go and kill stuff that you're just like just about able to do, but you're not able to do like the end game stuff with it on. Um, and then you've got like your full on PvP, you know, right. Uber Chad gear, which is actually like max stats, like stuff like that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, if you found that like dynamic in raid, that'd be kind of fun. But anyway, and I was just thinking about it. I was like, it'd be, it sort of like blends the two together. Yeah, um, that sounds really fun because I could, I could totally see what you're describing. Like you're going in, you grab an energy cell, and this one's like now you open up other energy cells fifty percent faster. Like oh okay I got like a looting, looting thing yeah. going. Then you or even like next... abilities or something. Yeah, and you, open you, know, you got one... this ability that's only available in raid. You know. Yeah, and your next one's like you know you your loot the loot you find's better and it's like basically you got like this ratville going you know and it's like man but you still like want to get out right so it's like uh, mm. but your combat effect has been lowered and then you know it's it's interesting because even the the other players maybe they instead of their strategy of like. Or they got something different, and they're more of a combat thing, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It yeah. sounds really fun, honestly. Yeah, kind of cool. Or, yeah, even, like, you know, the the classic pick two, pick one of two, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Give me a negative perk also. I love the, like, oh, you yeah. get two positives and one negative. I just, I, I love stuff like that. Mm, I feel like one mm. positive, one negative is, like, dude, you got to balance those just right, because sometimes they're just, like, awful, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like, oh, great, I get one extra bullet, and every time I reload, I take 500 damage. Yeah, this is great, <laughs> you know, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, for sure. It sounds kind of cool, like, if I manage to finish my quest, I might give it a go, because people have been asking me about it, and I've kind of wanted to look into it and play, but again, it's just like, it just comes down to time, but it sounds, it actually sounds sort of interesting. Like, do you think it's better than the cycle? Like, what do you think? After playing 20 hours, do you think it's well, more engaging? Ah, uh, okay, like, is it better than a cycle, like purely as a game, not like as an extraction, whatever? Um, twenty hours in, I don't know, dude. That's a tough one. I really can't say for certain. Uh, I, I, this is the thing is, I feel like you can get more out of it. Um, like there's more replay potential, but it's also kind of contradict, like, like fake because. 
as you go up in the tiers, you also get locked out of playing in lower lobbies. Right. So it's like everyone's kind of in like the relative same bracket. Like there's a little bit of variance. You know, maybe one, one guy has just only one Exodia. Meanwhile, the other guy has all the Exodias, but you're all like Exodia players in the same lobby. Mm-hmm. But you go through that in each tier. So you're not like, it's like a false sense of progression. Like it's like every, it's like handheld progression. Everyone's like, Progressing with more and more uh, mechanics they're being exposed to. You know, it's like now I got yeah. these many masteries, and then next tier up, now I got more masteries. But you know, you know what I mean? Where it's like in Tarkov, you could like do a hardcore count and go from zero to 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you are progressing. It's just, it feels a little like fake. I don't know how else to convey that best. But but I will say there's I feel like there's a good incentive to keep playing to keep re-rolling your armors to get the things you want to do because there's some there's some really cool interactions like they got it set up where because you have you have abilities you have perks and you have masteries and the masteries can interact with the abilities and the perks can interact with abilities so you can get like two charges on ability uh, you know cooldown reduction thing things I mean, that's like pretty this. cool. Yeah, it's, you you can come up like I actually found a really fun build for, um, co- uh, party, for for squad play where mm-hmm. I teleport in. I use this blink ability, and then I try to like deal. I basically cause chaos, and then as soon as I get like relatively low, like my shields go out, I then press my phase ability, which you can't shoot or interact, but you're invulnerable, and. Yeah. You and I run back to my teammates, and then they kind of go in and clean up the rest. So the idea is like, there's like this stalemate where we're like, you know, what what was what is it called? We're both like trying to like the plea resources, but neither of us is like committed. And then mm. I sort of like go in, cause chaos, and then try to get a kill. <laughs> if not, you know, hope hope it works out. It worked out once. It was it was kind of neat, you know. I think it's that's pretty cool. Do a whole lot, yeah. Did you prefer playing squad versus solo? Um, I don't really know. It's kind of a mixed bag because, like, the TTK is kind of on the higher side. I mm. feel like, um, it, it you know, and that even that's kind of like a caveat because if you if you use a sniper rifle, it like because it has headshot multipliers. Um, it's higher than like the pistols or whatever. Like they'll all list the headshot multipliers, so you can get pretty uh, you can do some significant damage. But um, anyways. Since the TTK is kind of on the high side, like if you're gonna play squad, you definitely want to fill. You can have it where like it auto fills everyone. Like you yeah. could just play duos in a squad, but I tried it with a friend. It really didn't feel that great. Um, because the other, you know, you could res your teammates like in darker, darker. You can res mm-hmm. them. You take them to the med med lab. I, I don't know. I, it's kind of hard to say because like if you're if you are playing squads and you lose a guy and you can't res him, then it feels really bad being 2v3. If you're alone, it feels really bad being 1v3. Like, you just you have to go for the the sneak. So I, I would probably lean a little bit more towards solo, I think. Yeah, because it sounds like one of those things where that type of system is where you've got things interacting with other stuff, people's skills interacting with other people's skills. That's what makes a game like Dota 2 really good as a team game. Yeah but also really frustrating as a game in general to play as a, like you know not a professional player 
Yeah. Um, because you're like relying on other people to use their... your cap is extremely high. Yeah, right. exactly. And and to combo and stuff. But uh, but it's kind of tricky, especially if you're just like randomly queuing with people. It's just like yeah. you didn't choose what skills you each had, right? So you're not necessarily synergizing with each other. Like you can't need a, an actual squad of friends to be doing that. Like, oh, I'm going to go this. I'm going to go that. You go this and then actually complement each other, whatever. It was like solo. Maybe it's a little bit more limited in just kind of like the scope, but it's more fair most of the time. Yeah, that this is a very good summarization. I think if if you got a group of friends, play with a group of friends, you know, because you're gonna have a lot of fun interacting with each other's abilities. But if you're solo, it's like it's still fun. But like for example, that phase ability in solos is like garbage because they just mm. they just follow you. Like who cares if you can? Yeah. yeah, it's like it's complete garbage. So there's like certain things where it's like in solos, it doesn't really work out that, you know, you don't get to use the full toolbox that they give you as well. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Ah, dude, it sounds interesting, though. Kind of. Uh, and I quite like, I don't know. I like the fact that there's all this stuff because the cycle, I think maybe that was what was a little bit boring to me about it was that in Tarkov, like, yeah, it's just shooting, but the loadout's complicated. There's so many different things you can pick to take with you. Mm-hmm. So like, the cycle was a bit just like, armor and a gun yeah you could pick but some were definitely better than others like it was it was fine you know but it was just like yeah no abilities like the, it, the world itself wasn't necessarily that complex like and that was sort of the things that maybe put me off and made me just think like ah, i'm not really engaged the, with this whereas the gameplay is also a lot more simplified like tarkov's there's a lot more mechanics yeah. to interact with whereas this is like it's still simplified and it's inside and it's dark and darker like mm-hmm. but because you've got the abilities maybe it makes up for it you know there's a lot of relatively simple games out there that have abilities and make some fun like um obviously i don't, don't really want to compare it to valorant because that's kind of its own special thing but you know like yeah no i get you apex though. valorant yeah uh overwatch like those kind of games which have been the new wave of like oh we're gonna mobify our fpss which is basically what it ended up yeah being right um it's kind of interesting because you've got different ways of interacting with stuff and in this, it's like, especially, can you pick the skills? So you pick all the skills, you pick the perks, and then you like roll the mastery. So you, you choose kind of everything, and you can't pick everything. Presumably, you have to like pick a subset of whatever. No, you can't pick everything. Like, how do you pick skills? Like, how, how does that function? It's a linear progression. You get and like then you two just choose, skills. Like, okay. As you progress, you get, unlock more and more skills. Yeah. Okay. But you still have to kind of like pick from a range of available skill pools. Yeah, you, you have two skills at max. Yeah. And oh, I they're, see. They're, I just see. Share, they're the shared pool of two skills you pick. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is kind of yeah. It's interesting. So you're like yeah. It's it's that thing of like limited resources, but you're having to pick stuff, and then that how that interacts with your. It just like it just adds so much more on top of the game. Yeah, because you know? you're thinking about all this stuff when you go in, and it changes your playstyle too. Whereas like in the cycle, I kind of felt like whether I take a sniper or whether I take a pistol, or whether I take a rifle, and that's kind of it in terms of playstyle. I'm just gonna yeah, go in and do fair. the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I just think it adds more ele- elements of like stuff. Yeah, because you, I mean, like I said, if you got a group of friends, you could totally have one guy that's like the medic. You know, he's got all the medic perks, skills, and abilities that are good for medic. You could have one guy that's good for like taking out the AI because you can, there's these rooms where you can like call in the elite guards and they're like these Mm. big old, you know, robot dudes that melee you and dash at you. I don't know why, but that's what they do. And you could have all the perks that like are good to for doing damage at them, and you know whatever. You could have a gun, like there's a mini gun. Actually, I gotta talk about the mini gun. The mini gun, there's an energy mini gun where like you don't ADS, like you ADS. There's no ADS, but you zoom in a bit. But the crosshair is really big, and it has to wind up and shoot. But it's got like a lot of ammo. 
But I found out with the teleporter, dude, what I could do is like teleport and get right up to them. Because remember, the, the bullets travel really slow. Mm-hmm. But because I'm right on top of it, it doesn't matter. And it actually does pretty good damage. It's, 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 I was, I've been having some fun with it. I've, I need to give it a go again. I don't know why I've been kind of like, uh, I don't know, not like super interested in, in it at the very moment. But is it because yeah. you were playing this other game? I think is what you said. Yeah, it's, I think that's part of it as well. Yeah, but uh, well, it, sounds, it sounds interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of tempted. I don't know. I was say like, watch, just... watch a look it up on YouTube. I think Aqua's yeah. done a couple of videos. Have you seen his videos on it? No, I haven't. I haven't seen anything of it. It's just people keep talking to me about it, and I'm like, oh man, I need to look into it. And like, I looked at it one time, and I think it was before I had my new hard drive, and I was just like, oh god, I can't like fit it on my disc, and like, it's just like all of that. I was like, man. But like now, I've got like loads of space. I should I should have a look into it again. It should be kind of cool because some of the things about Darker Darker, because it was basically all melee. I know there's mage and rogue, but a lot of the game is melee, and like a yeah. lot of the mobs are melee. It's it kind of feels a bit more. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just a different style. It's different. For sure. Absolutely. Very different style um, than a shooting game. But a corridor mm-hmm. shooter is kind of interesting in some respects. So, yeah. Maybe worth a, a little shot or something <laughs> if I somehow find the time. Yeah, to if you find time. Know. I understand if you don't, you know. You I could always. I've got all of this rubbish to do. Nikita's, <laughs> you know, got me by the balls. <laughs> uh. Cool. All right. Well. I think it's about that time we wrap it up. Let's get anything else. No Any final words. No, let's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I had a really funny fight on streets with a two man. I was trying to kill these stupid scavs, and I was. Uh, I don't know if you can picture it, but the back of of the back of Check Fifteen building. There's like that back entrance. If you're facing that from the outside, it's like after, on the other side of the building would be Sparja and Concordia. And you're like, but you're facing check 15 from the back. On the left, right in the corner, there's two doors, which I only recently discovered. Because this is the thing about streets. Like I'm still discovering stuff because I don't play it all the time. And I stopped playing it for a while because of performance problems. But there's like random rooms and things that connect through. And you're just like, oh, that's where that goes. Like it's, it's fast. The streets is actually really cool for like learning the map. It's just mm. like a fun experience. Anyway, there's two doors. One connects you to the main street, which I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. The other one connects through to like a bunch of you know, higher up apartments. There's not that much in them, but you can see a bit out into that courtyard. Anyway, I, I was over on that side. I get like two guys come out of uh, Check 15 and see me. And I'm like, oh, let me just go into this room here. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like actually kind of stuck in here. They like they wander over and they're just kind of outside. I take off. I take a few shots. They like run, run at me. I can see through the one window. And one guy's at the door. We basically just like go back and forth, back and forth. Like I'm shooting, shooting. I try to like med and ca- immediately cancel to try and bait them in, but they're not coming. I end up killing the one guy in the doorway. The guy like, I, I, I baited twice and he wasn't coming. So I was just like, I'm going to just heal then. So I just like healed. And then we had this like little sort of peak fight, peak fight. to tried to throw a grenade. And then I finally managed to kill the guy. So I like, killed this duo, which is really cool. Finished losing them and everything. I'm just like, oh, what's over? Here? What's over here at the back? Like literally, where my like back was pressed in the corner. I was just like, open the door. That was the door out to the main street. I was just like, oh no, there was a way out the whole time. Like, I just, I was like, I had spent this whole fight like pinned in this corner, and like, there's a door literally with an escape route just there behind me. It was kind of fun, but like that was uh, that was pretty intense actually, and kind of and kind of cool. That was like one of the fun moments I've had. I had another really cool fight in Nexus against the duo, but I unfortunately lost. I think there was like 
I think they were just like camping the whole area to try and finish this quest or something. And one guy was like in the drug den bit and I was like shooting his legs. And then some other dude turned up and then they both they both just like cornered me and killed me. But um, now I've been having some fun fights. I think like, yeah, Streets is really is really interesting to fight outside of the main bits. Like I'm, I'm not really a big like set piece fighting kind of guy. I don't, people like know those areas so well. They like just go to check 15 and just sit in there the whole way to just like want to fight people in check 15. I much prefer these kind of like random ones where it's like. You know, you're learning the map and there's like a random entrance or you're forced into areas you don't normally go into and learning the routes like through the building and stuff. There's like a whole bunch of routes that I've learned recently where you don't have to go around the main street. You don't have to go past post office. You don't have to go through this bit or that bit. And it's like it's it's slow. It's slowly getting there with it, which was which was pretty neat. But um, yeah, that other fight in particular was kind of cool. I was like, not sure what I should do with it. I was like, maybe I should turn it into because I'm like, we actually talked a bit offline. I'm like considering dabbling in them like some short form stuff again and um i was like oh that would actually make a perfect because it's not like it's it's not really something that i want to just like make a video about and showcase right as a long video i don't really think it, like i could maybe there's a couple of situations that i could put together and say you know breakdown of a fight or whatever but um i just don't really feel like making that type of content i'm like for short form i think it would work quite nicely so yeah i don't know it's interesting and it was also off stream too so i was just like on my own, just sweating, you know, <laughs> concentrating properly. I had like I, the, the final one, I just had a really frustrating one. We tried to play Streets once just before finishing up. Um, and I, but I noticed some drop frames on OBS over in the corner. And literally, like I went back and looked at the VOD. And the moment I looked over, a dude runs out of his spawn over by Pinewood Hotel. And I'm just like looking at the frame counter thing. And oh, I look back no. up and he's like just going behind this truck. And he just like turns around and goes, Grrk, and just 5581s me in the head. And I was like, God damn it, guys. Like I wasn't paying attention because I thought the stream was playing at like, ah, oh. you know, as much as much as the stream of privilege and stream of loot, there are downsides as well. <laughs> you know, you're not always paying attention. You definitely get caught out. But yeah, that's that's it from me. I'm just going to spend the rest of the rest of my life grinding this quest, apparently. Well, how about the rest of your life? Maybe the. Next, what, seven days, five days, six Dude, I'm going to be so annoyed if I don't manage to finish it. I'm going to be uh, so annoyed. You'll get there. Genuinely. I'm going to be oh. so annoyed. I don't okay. know. I don't know, man. Someone pass the copian supply to Giga. He needs a hub. <laughs> Someone give me a green card. That's what I need. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Take it easy. Bye.